0: Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your man Julian Lytle, and this is another episode of uh, Ignorant Bliss. This episode, we have uh, a good friend of mine I've met through the internet and in real life, uh, Kenny Kyle. Uh, he first, I think, hit hit the world with his uh, superhero remix covers, and then he's been steadily producing work and putting out comics ever since. Um, great things like the Ferrari Boys, which is a, a mash. It's like a taking um, Waka Flocka Flame and uh, Gucci Mane and make them like super spies in an action movie. And he has other things like uh, Death Trip and Rhyme Travelers and Tales of Vice. And he's worked with Big Boy and he writes for Mad Magazine. He does a whole bunch of stuff. But uh, soon. Well, right now he's coming out with a book from Devastator Press, uh, like an activity book called Stay At Home Scarface. And it sounds just like you what you think of is Scarface as a stay at home dad. And it's an activity book like the ones we all used to do when we were kids with the coloring and the mazes and the and the connected dots and all that. So I wanted to have him on so he can talk about that and we could talk about making comics and writing comedy and LA and rap music because yo Kenny's one of the he stays up on things and we talk about some stuff hip-hop and art and comics and all that type of things some subjects will be be covered and fun is had I hope you enjoy he'll give you your links to follow him Kenny Kyle K e n y k e i l is his usual handle, which you can find him on Twitter and on the internet. And all his links will be in the show notes and the blog posts and all that type of stuff. If you listen to the show, you know you can find me Julian Light on Lytle L y t l e on all the social networks and also on things like SoundCloud. Or like the show will be there. Um. Uh, please leave a review on iTunes. The website ignorant bliss.com. Saw some on Google Play now. So, so, yeah, enjoy this claw talk on Infinite Earths, major keys, and all that. Daddy,
1: daddy. Like La, da. play. Da, 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 da. Let me tell you, I'm out here from a very far. Chance should be star no seems to be too to far no more parties in la please baby no more parties in la uh no more parties in la please baby no more parties in la uh no more and angeles shake that party, party that Hey baby, you forgot your Ray-Bans And my sheet's still orange from your spray tan It was more than soft porn for the gay man She remembered my sprinters and I was in the great fan i well lost cutie, I like your bougie lost. booty Come here, come, by me, well, let's make a movie Hell, you know my repertoire is like a wrestler I show you the rope, connect the dots A country girl in the Hollywood Mama used to lost cook bread, beans and, and rice And I was Denny's four in the morning, spoil your appetite Liquor pouring and niggas swarming your section With erection, smoke in every direction Middle-finger pedestrians are be singers and lesbians, rappers and managers, music and not phone cameras. This shit unanimous for you, it's damaging for you, I think. That pussy should only be holding his rights to me. I mean, he flew you in this motherfucker on first glass.
2: Hey, what's the up, kitty Hey man, what's going on, Julian? Up, it's all good,
3: man. It's all good. I'm uh, glad you was able to uh finally come on the show.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know, we've been talking about this for like forever. I know. Thank you for making time. No problem. No problem. It's been a while since I spoke to you like in any audio form.
3: I think it's been Wait. like like a while since I like saw you that one time in San Diego.
2: In real time? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that was like t- 2012? I don't even know. I think it was before oh, that. It's been a minute. Yes. It was first Obama term.
3: First okay. Obama term. Yes. The way we can, right. I can so, do time. Yeah.
2: We, get, we we opened up like the first 100 days and now we're clo- closing it out.
3: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> That's how we do it. So, man, how are you doing, man?
2: I'm great. I'm all right, man. I'm chilling. It's a beautiful day out here.
3: Up in California, right?
2: Yes, sir. Yeah.
3: L- lately, uh, they've turned Tony, Tony, Tony into a liar.
2: So, yeah.
3: <laughs> y'all been having rain. I'm <laughs> like, man.
2: El, El Niño called them on their bullshit. I know man. for that's sure. Not, that's all we needed. We needed it though. I mean, wow. like it was like a couple of summers ago. Me and me and my wife tried to go to the lake, and they were. We got to the lake. We drove like an hour, and they were like, "No, nah, the lake is closed because there's there's no more lake." And it was like, "What, bruh?" <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was like, "No, what? No more? There's just no lake." I'm sorry, you have to go home. Like, damn, like, it was just so dry out here for the longest. But uh so, yeah, that was, that was a blessing. But, you know, nobody knows how to drive or react when it uh when it happens. Yeah. But sure. it's good. It's good. It's sunny now. Back to normal. Hopefully there's not too much noise. I got my window open. Let me know if there's any uh, audio problems. Bro, I don't care. When, when the helicopters come through, I'll close it. But oh, until- yeah. The ghetto birds. <laughs> <look laughs> <ghetto> bird. <laughs> And the you sirens say? or whatever.
3: Well, you look yeah, like man. But the, it's good. The end of that right, video. where are you at?
2: Are you in D.C.? Yeah, yeah. I'm in D.C. Okay, cool. And all it's, right, it's, right.
3: It's it's kind of spring like today. Nice. Uh, I actually like the winter, so it's like my time is ending.
2: You're The Ice King. Yeah.
3: Yes. <laughs> oh. You know what I'm saying? The nice much, King of the Game of Thrones. You know, got my my snow
2: zombies. Yeah, yeah. I I love. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm all about that autumn like overcast, which means there's only two weeks that I really love it out here. <laughs> but I'm, I'm kind of learning to like the sunshine I guess, reluctantly Yeah, you guys are like summer
3: and springtime Like all year for the most there's part no,
2: see, Yeah, that, I mean that was a thing Because I, I came from Louisiana We've been here for like eight years But when there's no seasons It's kind of like uh, Bill Murray and Groundhog Day It's just like you, it, It's hard to mark the time
3: <laughs> That's crazy That's what, I do. what part of Louisiana are you from?
2: Um, up north, uh, like no, no, nowhere anyone's heard of. Uh, I grew up in this small town, Arcadia. Uh, it was most notable for being, I think, around where Bonnie and Clyde got shot down. I think that was the last exciting thing that happened there. Oh dang! Uh, Shreveport, uh, just kind of up and down this stretch of I twenty. Um, my whole life, uh, and then just like hit like twenty six, was kind of just like, all right, let's let's go to the city. <laughs> So, like, all right, let's check it out. So we moved out of here.
3: So you gotta go from the west side. You gotta go to the west side.
2: Exactly.
3: <laughs> you bit dirty south so long. Like, I gotta go to the west side.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
3: Man, that's what's up. How long yeah. have you been into the comics?
2: Um, like, uh, in whatever capacity. I mean, reading them. Like, probably the story you encounter a lot. Just, I mean, I've been reading them since before I could read. Uh, and as far as pursuing them. Artistically, uh, I, let's see. I I would have. I started out in graphic design. Like I think we're around the same age. So like I got into college thinking I would. You know, you go into graphic design, you don't know what it is. You just know it's like you like art and you don't want to be broke. Yeah. So you pursue that major. Um. And there were like it was like that time where like there were jobs when you went into college, and then by the time you got out, they're like, oh no, th- there's no more jobs. Sorry. Yep. So it was like that weird era. But I got into advertising for a while, and I was doing that and design full-time. Um, and it was only really about five or six years ago that I started freelancing. Um, and then just that's just been a crazy hustle where I just kind of do whatever comes along. But, uh, you know, I've been pretty regular in Mad Magazine for the past five years. Um, before that, I was doing my own self-published comics, and I'm still doing that. I had a Kickstarter when Kickstarter was still kind of a new novelty thing. Back in the day, Um, it was a while. Yeah, it was. uh, was, The Tales to Suffice was sort of like my first full comic book project, Um, and uh, yeah, now now I'm working on a few other self-published projects. Just yeah, man. So I guess probably five, six years has been like pursuing it seriously. You're a straight pro
3: now. Mad Magazine
2: I guess Yeah, yeah Shout out to Mad Magazine Yeah, I love that I I, I mostly am uh, in a writing capacity for them Sometimes they let me draw But usually they leave that to the professionals (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, that's I mean, I grew up on that Uh, You know, I always loved their whole sensibility And they just got some of the dopest artists on earth Working for them So I'm still geeked about being in there
3: I know that's a good legacy you're part of It's like uh, Yeah when I do check out Mad It's like the quality of illustrators they have Is still like remarkably high Yes Because growing up I used to read Cracked More than I yeah, used to yeah. read, uh, read Mad Because I don't know something about that little janitor dude I don't know I was like I mess with him more than Alfred E. Newman <laughs>
2: Little Bester Smythe I don't even know
3: his name I was just like yeah little janitor dude Maybe speaking up <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, know? I mean, he had a good look to him. I mean, I definitely, I did both because it was like you need, but I was definitely like a mad kid. But you needed something to hold you over to the next issue. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check out this cracked. But you had some, you had some dope people who came up through there, like you know, Daniel Klaus, I think, was drawn for cracked for a time. Yeah, yeah, he was. Who like knows him. who else? You know. Yeah.
3: People need to do a retrospective on cracked because now all they do is post up like. Weird little like articles about <laughs> things like yeah. pop culture conspiracies. Top ten
4: plot holes.
3: Yeah, like and it makes sense. It's not even like they're like the freaking buzzfeed of like pop culture shit. Like it was let's break down this random ass movie why why it didn't suck or why this suck <laughs> I
2: love it. They'll leave yeah, it's food for thought sometimes. They found a lane, you know? I yeah. miss I missed that yeah. little I missed a little janitor. But yeah, they should use they should bring the janitor back. Yeah, man. <laughs> so you, you so writing for mad
3: it, it sounds like it makes me feel like you, when like a person works at like snl and they don't get to be on tv but they're like one of like the dope writers
4: <laughs> like, it was like yo i want that shot though i want that, I want that TV shot
3: is it, is it kind of like that like you come over you got like pitch ideas and then they're like yeah this will work and then
2: yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's less hectic because SNL is every week and MAD is, like, every other month. So some of the pressure's off in that regard. But, yeah, that's exactly it. Like, it's they're, you know, maybe once a year they'll actually assign, like, okay, here's some topics we want to cover. But for the most part, you're kind of on your own. And you just got to, like, generate, you know, read the news, try to find an angle, uh, just come up with your own ideas. I, I, I send them – I try to email them, like, every week, every two weeks – like a premise, here's a few sample jokes. Sometimes it's a, yeah, give us more. A lot of times it's,
4: nah.
2: <laughs> that's part of it, though. You just have to, you know, it's cool. Like, Yeah, so, uh, and then, you know, you flesh it out, and uh, that's cool. And then, and then, like, it's kind of a treat. Um, sometimes they'll come back and be like, you know, Do you want to draw it? And then a lot of the times they just assign it to the artist, and uh, I, w- I won't even really know until it hits my doorstep. Oh, damn. Like, who's on it? I don't even know. I could ask them. they probably tell me, but it's kind of like a little uh, Christmas treat. Like, oh, who drew, who drew this, you know? Or how did the editors fix my jokes? They make them funnier. You're
3: like, and oh, it's like, look at that. So, yeah, they yeah. send you the ma- so they're sending you a magazine, right?
2: Exactly, yeah. It's just really just my scheme to get a free subscription to Mad Magazine. Right.
3: That DC life where they send you where they send you shit.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to get on that. Yeah, they get them them. Uh, them t-shirts they sent a they sent a deck star little red lantern cat
4: for Christmas. <laughs> <Not really. laughs>
3: that was a weird that was a weird era
2: it
3: <laughs> was, was really pushing that goddamn cat yeah i
2: feel like okay there's like a warehouse full of these somewhere um and now i have one but it's cool i was actually really into that i mean I, i'm kind of i've kind of I, I go in and out of the mainstream stuff but uh When all, like, you know, you'd go and buy the tie-in issue and you'd get the plastic ring.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got all the rings. I ain't gonna lie.
2: Yeah, exactly. I was like, that was was kind of fun. That was kind of a good one.
3: I ain't gonna lie. I kind of want to recreate all those rings in, like, precious metals and stones.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Should be the most baller shit ever if I was, like, a a record exactly like an A&R because I don't want to be a rapper. But, man,
4: what? Yeah. Yeah, yes.
3: Yo, all the rings done, like what? Like what? Yo. what? You know about the Sinestro ring and like white and like yellow diamonds and gold. Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: like,
3: ooh, like I know you envious. I know you hateful.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was the red Is rose gold? Anger. Oh yeah,
3: some a nice, a nice little, with some some rubies in it. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, ooh, looking furious, ain't it? Ooh, look at my oh. fingers. <laughs> be hateful, and just be just disrespectful.
4: Yes. Oh yeah. man.
3: So man, Tales for to suffice. I have that. I remember you gave that to me.
4: Oh, it excellent. was hot.
3: It was hot fire. <laughs> but yo, know, I ain't gonna lie. The joint that got me right was Ferrari Boys.
2: Ah. Uh. Yes.
3: Man, what made you come up with that <laughs> idea for Ferrari Boys?
2: Um, so like for yeah, I mean, I'm, I think your listenership is up on this, but Ferrari Boys was a was a collab album between Waka Flocka Flame and Gucci Mane. And um that in itself is iconic, but what I loved about it was that it was kind of came out at the same time as Watch the Throne. So you sort of had these two super groups. and you have so on one corner you have waka and gucci and then you have jay and kanye it's obvious who's going to get the most press yeah but i was kind of i'm kind of like i like to root for the underdog i got that contrarian streak in me <laughs> and i it was like and you know i mean i'm i love you know i'm from the south um i i work you know i have a foot in comics and a foot sort of in the music industry too so i you know i i write um for video treatment sometimes. So I sort of have a connection to these guys, not directly, but as far as their music. So I was listening to the album, and, I mean, like, they've got this title track, Get Out My Lane, Ferrari Boys. And it's just like, (laughs) I just heard an action movie. I was like, I want to see these guys in the Ferrari on some, like, James Bond shit, you know. Uh, uh, You know, I want to see them, like, like I was like, if Michael Bay made a Ferrari Boys movie, or if it was, like... If it, if they sold it to like some sort of knockoff Hanna-Barbera studio To make like a Saturday morning cartoon Like what would that be like So I just, just really Like a lot of some of my ideas It's really just like at the time I'm kind of sleep deprived I got a ton of deadlines And I just think of an idea that's just sort of funny to me And so And then I just kind of black out And then like I wake up two weeks later and I've made a web comic <laughs> um, And I'm like what When did I do this but I put it online and you know printed up little books and it, it, the people who get it love it and I'm glad you did. It, if I take it to Comic Con, it gets a lot of blank looks.
3: Like you, you make you, you make
2: these guys up, but yeah, basically I put them in the Ferrari and I had them in their first adventure. They're sort of like government agents. Yes. Driving around in the Ferrari mobile. Yes. Um. You know, Waka. I gave him a British accent for like the first two episodes and then he lost yeah, it. Bit. <laughs> they, yeah, they, they basically got to stop. Doctor Dre discovers a who's uh, he's an actual doctor. He discovers a meteor headed for Earth. He tells Obama, Obama and Biden get him on the Ferrari phone.
3: Best Biden.
2: Ever. Biden Biden's wild in this one. It's he's, almost yeah. like
3: how he kind of is when you see him talking. Like
2: exactly, yeah, like he yeah. When 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 Obama addresses them, it's very professional. But Biden, he's like homies. He loves the Ferrari boys. He's just like, he's just trying to plan the after party with them after they save Earth. Of course, as it should be. Uh, and, you know, they go up to the, you know, and then, you know, I don't want to give it all away, but they, they encounter their rivals and they, they encounter, uh, an evil plot, uh, from young money, uh, to take over the earth and for Drake to gain new credibility. You know, the evils of OVO. Exactly. OVO. As,
3: yeah. as you see in real life. It was, press-y. Um... It
2: was pressy. It was prescient, Yeah. Yeah. I, I predicted what Drake was becoming
3: you might have to do a sequel with that final form
2: <laughs> I had a trilogy planned. I got through this I'm, there's a sequel I started I need to finish it but you know you, you know how it goes
3: you hear web comics here, hey, yeah, it's like okay
2: uh, <laughs> I'm tired, I'm tired. <laughs> but yeah yeah exactly so it's on a little hiatus but hey it's fun
3: When I was reading it, and then like, um, I know you did a couple other things. Like you got, you got the dope "Rhyme Travelers," which I see you promote, and it's on Comicsology.
4: Yeah,
2: what's
3: that? What's that about? It reminds me, I go live of um, Toe Jam and Earl.
2: Oh yeah, I mean that's probably it's probably in there because Toe Jam and Earl was huge to me when that came out, and it is. It's like you're a know, rapid aliens. This one I came up with uh, Gustavo Vaca, who's uh, he's he's a he's a writer, he's an artist. Um, art educator uh, curator just a uh, really all around cool guy. Kind of, I kind of came from comics and he kind of came from more of like a fine arts graffiti world but uh, we hit it off and we came up with this idea for like an all ages science fiction comedy hip hop comic where the Rhyme Travelers are an interstellar group of like a hip hop funk band and they're on tour in the multiverse. <laughs> and they're, just, they're just going from gig to gig and you know they're not really trying to be heroes they just want to play the show but they always run into some villain who's trying to like destroy the galaxy or take over the world um and they sort of have to become heroes in order to get to the gig Yeah. You
4: know?
2: <laughs> so and that's super fun yeah that's yeah we got that one on Comicsology. Rhyme Travelers we're about three issues deep into it
3: how long how long is this this arc it's
2: is it, is it you know issue? what each each issue is a standalone okay you know, it's it's a, it's an all-ages thing. I mean, adults will definitely appreciate the tons of references we throw in. You know, you'll have Crazy Cat and Rakim getting referenced in the same panel. It's pretty <laughs> nice. Um, we just kind of try to out-reference each other when we make it. But, we, but we're also mindful of the fact that, like, no, we want your kid to like it, and they might not necessarily be down for a six-issue arc. Yeah. So, you know, the first issue, they get, they get hired to play uh, an evil intergalactic shopping mall. Uh, second issue, they crash land on, like, a western planet where dancing is outlawed. Oh, so it's like Footloose? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, Fistful of Dollars meets Footloose. See,
3: that always sounds like fire.
2: (laughs) With a little bit of kaiju, uh, and a few other things. There's always many layers. Hashtag layers. To these things, the third yeah. issue was kind of we kind of took a step back and did more of like an introspective, sort of like a Jack Kirby meets uh, LL Cool J love raps, <laughs> it's uh, like
3: romance so, comics and LL Cool J love raps. So.
2: Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cosmic romance. Well, you know, hey, I mean Kirby, Kirby did um, cosmic and he did romance, so I guess it's all uh, you can tie it all back to him. But uh, definitely, like, yeah, our, our main. Our main, the character who's the MC for the group Flotron is a mecha, he's a robot, uh but he finds himself um uh falling in love with a character and he didn't know he had feelings. Oh. So he has one of those uh, alone in his room, sometimes he stares at the wall moments.
3: <laughs> very very Aubrey like.
2: <laughs> very Aubrey like. But the group has to pull together and save him from that fate. So no disrespect to Aubrey, but yeah. Yeah.
3: That's cool, that's cool. Yeah, because you've been having a lot of projects. What's the, um, I forget the name of the other one, the other comic you have on Comicology. Yeah, man. <laughs> the um, The one that seems like that reminds me of, like, a Hitchcock.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Story. I, my thing is, like, I don't make comics, I make annuals, because I got so many projects, I can maybe get one out a year. But the, that one I'm working on, the fourth issue now, that's called Death Trip. and. Okay, um uh, yes. Yeah, that's very. That, yeah, the, the the cover has a very like Saul Bass Hitchcock feel. Uh, the story is, I think, is kind of a result of me reading a lot of like sixty sci fi, but also like modern day manga. Mm. Um, like I'm sort well. of a mixture of those influences. Um, but basically, it takes place in this future where uh, medical technology has made it so people can kind of live forever, uh, but they still get bored. So it's like this dark comedy where, you know, people want to go out with the biggest bang. Uh, So my main character arranges their death trip. He's sort of like the travel agent for them to live out this final fantasy of theirs in this sort of virtual reality world. And as a result, the job takes a toll on his mind. He starts to kind of lose it. He's going crazy. He might be unraveling some sort of grand conspiracy um, in in his company, or he might just be losing it. You can't really be sure. Um, that's a, that's going to be like a five issue miniseries. So I'm, I'm I'm breaking down. I'm doing the breakdowns for issue four now. Um, the first three are on Comicsology. Uh, yeah, that one's that one's been getting a good reaction. I'm excited about that.
3: Yeah, I need people to take a look at that because that sounds great. What were some of the um What's some of the manga and influences that, that that you're pulling from it and making this story?
2: Um, I'm just sort of looking in general at sort of just their storytelling style. I'm definitely a fan of One Piece. Uh, a lot of stuff that you, I mean, you were pretty pivotal in getting me to check that out. Um, I got into Bakuman. She's i fans? Mm, that Yo, know, Bakuman is so, like, I actually got a, I had this weird opportunity. I drew this four-pager for, uh, I want to say Oharu or Young Jump. It's one of the Shuisha collections no word. That, that isn't Shonen Jump. I hooked up with uh, Jeff Mills, who's like a Detroit techno pioneer, and uh, he's in Japan a lot. He got hooked up with Shuisha to do this four-pager, and I drew it. Um, but before I drew it, I was like, what the hell am I doing? I, like, went to the library and just checked out every manga I could find. <laughs> I mean, I was kind of familiar with it, um, but I, was, I wouldn't say I was a fan. But um, since then, I mean, I'm, I'm checking for it. Just as much, if not more so, than I do American comics. Um, I, I love One Piece. I love the energy, the character designs. Um, I just sort of love that whole Shonen attitude. You can see it in Bakuman too, uh, yes. even though even though they're not fighting, but there's just sort of like the way they handle artistic rivalries. It's crazy, It's, just, right? it's so refreshing. It's just like they want to beat each other, but like they're still cool. There's no like, yeah, they're just they're cheering each other on. It's just like a really friendly, competitive atmosphere. And you're just kind of, and it sort of gives you this behind. I don't know how accurate it is, but it gives you this behind-the-scenes look, and you know how how Shonen Jump is put together, week to week, and the, the the fan voting, which I didn't even realize was a thing.
3: Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that was because when I was see it, it was just like they vote on the characters, then they vote on the and they vote on the the titles, in which the, even the American Jump votes. You vote every, you can vote at the end of every week, and it's like. I like this the best. This is the second. This is third. Blah blah. blah. Yeah, like, that is a very very super democratic <laughs> way of like saying like, yo, this book ain't, ain't like this story ain't hot. We might have to cancel this joint because um, right. It's been number ten for like six weeks. Be
2: <laughs> it's brutal. Yeah, man. I know. And like, it's cool because so it's like the, it's a comic about making comics. So you have all these. Fictitious titles that all the characters are making, and they all sound like He's super fire. dope. Like, I'm like, these are all fire! It. Like, <laughs> and they just—they're just, just like it's. You might—they might only mention it for like three panels, and you're like, "What? I want to read all of these." And it's, it's like, crazy, it's, yeah. It's so, but it I guess because it's, crazy. it's an anthology, right? So yeah. there'd be no way to track it looking at sales necessarily. So I guess the voting makes sense. But um do you vote?
3: I do sometimes, especially when they show a lot of new stuff, when they bring out yeah. like a lot of new stuff, when they're switching out, like what they're going to show in the American Jump. Yeah, and and and, and so far I haven't I haven't had any of the ones that I wanted to to stay stay, but it's I okay because it. I got some surprises. Because you okay. get some books like you get some stories like Food Wars, uh-huh. which is by far one of the most amazing new discoveries of my comic reading adulthood of comic book about teenage. Uh, High school chefs In like The best Cooking school In the world (laughs) Learning how to be Like The best chefs And like competing And who could cook The best In like Tournaments It's like Special (laughs) ingredient Is pike And who could cook The best pike (laughs) dish And like Word You written it It's like First of all He's like the storytelling and you see them like chopping stuff up and get all the drama yeah. then you see like when they render it out and it's just like uh-huh. yo i kind of want to learn how to cook this and i want to <laughs> eat this i'm mad hungry right now thank you comic and then you see like they do these things where it's like he yeah, has a shonen book so it gets a little bit and it's like manga so it gets a little bit sexual so we're like somebody uh-huh. eat something that's really amazing there's this moment where clearly it's like it's not really what happened with like all their clothes like burst off like they have an orgasm <laughs> but you don't like see any like private parts because it's you know right. shown in. Right. But it's still yeah. like the girls is like having it, like oh, and it's, like the dudes is like oh. And I heard it does it in the anime too, but I'm like, I'm at the point now. I was like, why would I watch something that I'm I'm reading every week? I'm so far ahead. I don't I don't need to see it move. <laughs> but it's amazing. Like oh, what do you mean he wrapped up the? But he's made the special risotto. Like oh, he's the nicest. It's just, like everything you like about Dragon Ball Z. On Naruto or One Piece about right. cooking. And I'm like, yo, the Japanese be on or something.
2: <laughs> I would cook more if I could have like manga speed lines flying around me while like I chopped vegetables. If
3: I could cook like, like those kids do in that book with the steaming they be talking about steaming like <laughs> you get like it's like everything you expect from a shonen book so there's things where people like complain about like dragon ball z where it's like ah oh, and they scream in and they uh-huh. explain like hmm he's getting his power level up to this, to this, to this. well you yeah. just apply that to cooking where they're just like we'll see he really wrapped this up in a type of foil and placed it on a type of uh-huh. coals. <laughs> he's getting the right amount of temperature to to go to the, I'm, like, I'm like, they yeah. use the special seasoning. They, they,
2: they got the surprise combo special attacks, and there's, like, plot twists. But there's no superpowers, right? Like, they're no, just kids who cooking so, is the power.
3: Yes, they're just the nicest. And then they got to go trade. So yeah. They got to go, like, learn from, like, other chefs. And, like, they got to yeah. learn how to be a server. I'm like,
2: wow, y'all are killing me right now. Like, I'm, you check, just, I'm checking for this. This sounds amazing. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of more diversity in terms of subject matter. Um, I would say Bakuman's really good if you just want to learn about manga because like it puts you up on game. Like the thing you mentioned about the weird sexual stuff, th- there's like a chapter devoted to that in Bakuman where their editor is like telling them like, oh yeah, you know, show a little bit of this. Uh, and then if you pay attention, you realize that in the story, the like the other layer of story about the characters' lives, yeah, there there start it starts to get a little more sexual. So it's there's like this meta commentary going on where all the things that the editor is telling them to put into the comics is happening in their lives like the editor comes out and says oh yo the middle chapters kind of suck yeah because <laughs> like they're slow and nothing happens and for real it was actually kind of hard to get through the middle chapters of that book but like the thing that kept me going was like oh i think they know it sucks because the editor is sitting here telling me middle chapters always suck yes it's so it's like oh like Super meta it was, Yeah I mean I love that Grant Morrison His approach to meta This is like a totally Different way to go about it And uh It was just a cool read But uh, I'm gonna read Food Wars And then I'm gonna learn to cook yo, this is a, This is an
3: Ignorant Bliss exclusive Yo Learn how to be the most Awesome chef
2: I, I made my announcement Yes Food Wars
3: Next level of 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 Con panels Like, just, like <laughs> Who's Who's also the dopest On the stove
4: yeah. I say it, watch the stove. Watch the stove. <laughs>
2: Feed the streets.
3: By far the most surprising mixtape of 2016, Hamburger Helper.
2: Watch yeah. the stove. Where are we at? I don't understand anything. <laughs> I, don't get it.
3: I was reeling. I was I was shocked. I was like, with the gold glove, I was like, you guys, like, oh, this is real. This is real. <laughs> this is
2: too real. I, like, I mean, wh- and it's like, yeah, it's like all this sort of trap, like watching the stuff, oh, could be a gucci tape, just that title, and Yo. they're just kind uh, of whipping it,
3: yes, they talking about whipping it, but whipping the the music exactly. I'm like, what it was about it's like and it again, like we're in this weird state where everything sounds like future,
2: yeah <laughs> and it was like
3: like, wow, this is kind of this is kind of purple rain,
2: but I talking about yeah, I, it I felt helped. some type of way that it was you like. Too how is this sound so easy to mimic? Like, what does that mean? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and they didn't carry that through the whole tape, but I don't know. If, I mean, I, I looked at the SoundCloud numbers. I think most people listened to the first track and bounced. Um, but um, they kind of had like a variety of sounds on there, which was, I guess was cool. But the future Atlanta trap sound was definitely prevalent. Yes. I was talking to Sean Pryor. I was like, yo, like if you're like, like, imagine, like somebody had to rap on this. Imagine doing that and getting like thirty thousand spins anonymously, and then like, what's your what's your actual mixtape doing? You know what I'm saying? It's like, of,
3: it's a lot of Quentin Miller's out there.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, I was like, oh man, like, I, I wish this guy would uh, be able to put his name on it or something. Maybe that's maybe that's not what he wants, but I want to know more about. I want I want the I need an oral history of Watch the Stove. On complex.
3: Yeah, I need that. Yeah, I need that ASAP. I need that. I need. I need Rap Genius to really delve in deep, so I can go to the page and, and read, read all the in depth thought. Put I so can, like. I
2: there. can tell you it's not there yet because I keep checking for that. <laughs> I keep going to Rap Genius. It's <laughs> like because I know I I know I know what the trap references mean, but I don't cook that much hamburger helper. So like. I need them to explain. <laughs> I'm like, so what exactly is stroganoff?
4: Exactly,
2: right,
3: Genius. Explain to me the history of stroganoff, <laughs> so that I can truly, truly appreciate the levels of rhymes
2: <laughs> exactly. and
3: wash the stove.
2: Oh my gosh, you might have thought it was Caden. <laughs> it's like i whipped it. I was, I,
3: I still, like I, I didn't even get through the whole song. I was like, no.
2: No. no. No, yeah. No, I kept having to stop, walk around a little bit, come back to it. I eventually got through it.
3: I, I, I still feel some type of way because I'm like. Yeah. It's that moment in time when you figure out that Fancy wasn't produced by DJ Mustard. and It's
2: like, hmm. <laughs> it's just some soul searching when you listen to that, man. I went through a lot of, yeah, I went through probably every possible reaction. Except I, I still didn't eat any hamburger helper, which I think is the one reaction they wanted. But uh, yeah, that, uh, that'll be in the end of the year album talks. I think we gotta we gotta reevaluate that one in a few months.
3: Clearly, clearly, we got. Really gotta sit down and think about how much of the future that we learn about the rap world through Watch the Stove.
2: Yeah, I guess that's the food wars of mixtapes. Maybe. Maybe I have a feeling life, that life. You know, yeah, yeah. You can relate.
3: That's true. You gotta make that hamburger helper. You gotta whip it. Yes. You gotta whip that. You, you gotta, gotta stir.
2: Ah, <laughs> oh, man. man, that is amazing.
3: to any non-hamburger helper mixtapes um you know uh you know I'm, I'm taking each thing as it is you know like the stuff that's coming out like every week Oof. um i ain't gonna lie i was distracted last week with the whole kalani thing oh yeah yeah because it made me it made me feel some type of way uh-huh. I, was, I was greatly saddened because i really liked that young that young lady yeah, I liked, her, I liked her her mixtape. I liked it so much. I even got the chopped not slop version because I listened to everything chopped up from OG yeah. Ron C Yes. Um. And just everything, how everything went down, it it it, it, it bothered me. It was a weird. It was a weird. It was a weird week of like cheating and how it's like tenuously connected to like urban hip hop R and B music. Because then like the whole like D'Angelo Russell. Right yeah. Now, Nick Young and Nick Young is the fiance of Iggy Azalea but nobody really cares about Iggy Azalea yeah. <laughs> but like yeah. she was appreciative of finding out the, the info but everybody yeah. like hated on D'Angelo Russell and his party next door and like everything just felt too close it was too weird it was too much basketball and like
2: loving basketball it was yeah. weird it, was, like, it real, was weird and it's like, like man it's just so yeah I mean I just feel like it's not my business I'm not gonna act like I wasn't reading but I mean it's like, if it's if it's real, it's definitely not my business, and if it's a publicity stunt, I don't want to pay attention to you, so either way, I just like, I kind of just don't, I just want to look the other way, but, and he had a lot of weird discussions about who was violating this code and that code, and I don't know. Yeah, it was a weird week. It was a weird, Twitter got too real. Yeah.
3: It was a moment yeah. that if things, things would have went a little differently,
2: Yeah,
4: we'd
3: have all been questioning... <laughs> <laughs> how like twitter instagram are whole different levels
2: yeah what's yeah exactly i'm yeah i guess we yeah but we live to tweet another day we're gonna be
3: yeah We still get, yeah. get the memes we still get the memes in the in the funny tweets
2: yeah man i sometimes wonder if the next generation is just gonna throw all their phones in the ocean who, and just
3: who say they have phones man
2: well, whatever. Yeah, that's true.
3: Like K four might not have a phone, man, but he might have a communication <laughs> device. That's true. He might be walking around like the Power Rangers. He's just gonna have like a device <laughs> that can do all these things. He's just like, oh, yeah. Be like, get off your Zorn. <laughs> like, like, yo, what are you doing? Yeah, so man. Um, I'm still listening to. I'm still listening to that that uh, Todd Dollar song. Sign. That's my that's still my dude. My, my yeah. Ratchet and, uh Ratchet and B, singer. I'm still I'm still dealing with this life of Pablo BS because I paid Kanye twenty dollars B, <laughs> and like I still ain't got the final version of his album, man. Yeah,
2: it's it's, it's like the cloud, creative and, cloud, Kanye.
3: Yeah, it just the thing is that makes me mad is it's like I pay I pay for the the software all up front, B, like I need my final version, like like Adobe will still give me like. A full version and serial number if i decide to give them money for acrobat you know
2: right
4: <laughs> but like
3: like i still i'm still dealing with title giving me these final my access to these final supposedly final versions of of wolves and i heard he changed father stretching my hands a little bit i'm like yeah now i'm like i did listen to it even though the lyrics is garbage his lyrics are garbage but
2: he went for everybody's thirty day trial to end, and then he like updates it.
3: Yo, and in the little little extra layer he put into it is fire. I was in the grocery store almost wanted to lose it. Like, oh, like the ooh, you got ooh, yeah. you know, he changed. You know just what we want. I wanna wake up with you beautiful beautiful in my beautiful morning, man.
4: Beautiful
1: morning. Beautiful morning. You're
5: the sun my morning bed.
3: up i was like that's my favorite song like oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like you i better get my mm, i better get my tracks man
2: <laughs> see I'm, I'm i'm still i'm still like on pablo cs3 so i haven't even heard the newest updates so like i i have that first version that kind of hit yeah when it hit and so and to be honest i kind of liked that version of wolves better than the, the one that was the around yeah, yeah. The, yeah the, that was cool but i i you know, I mean, the the lyrics are like the weakest part. Like, it's weird to have a Kanye album and like you're skipping all the Kanye parts. Oh that's my a weird god! That's,
3: yeah, that's weird. I'm, I've been ah. doing that. Like, my Father stretching yeah. my hands, I straight. Once it gets one o oh, one o oh eight, I just go to like low lights. I don't even to listen to part two, which is just Panda. I'm like, I don't. It,
2: it's not just us. I was at a party and they played that, and then like it was a unanimous, unanimous skip. As soon as everybody loves that intro, and it's like. You're following ultralight beams, so you go from, like, Kirk Franklin to, like, this amazing feeling gospel intro, and then Kanye comes in talking about bleached buttholes. Ugh, just that's like, amazing, so angry. Yeah, and I mean, that's almost like the perfect description of the frustration of being a Kanye fan, right? Because, I mean, that's kind of that experience you go through over and over where you're like, love it, love it, oh, why did you do that, you know?
3: I know, like, oh, bruh, like... Yeah. This is like that song it's like if he didn't mess that song up with them lyrics, <laughs> that song was like another like all the lights or some shit. Like Yeah. Like when you got that intro, the gospel intro, and then it hits that if young Metro don't trust you, I'll shoot you. Yeah. And it's just like I'm telling you, that's some shit that can make you go Super Saiyan. Like that's some shit <laughs> be like, Wow, like oh, exactly. ooh and then he he was like the and then when you hear the lyrics it's like you fucked it up, Carl. Yeah, he yeah. just
2: brings it all the way down. Like you
3: fucked it up, yeah. like, I, like. And this thing because there's so many. Like I don't know if you heard the version of um freestyle four that Tyler did with, uh, with ASAP Rocky.
2: Yes, I oh, saw it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not crazy. I'm a fu- oh shit. shit,
6: floopy goober, motherfucker, hey, man, got floopy fucking hey, goober.
5: They ain't ready for what we about to bring back. They ain't ready for Tyler oh. with the green hat. They ain't ready for the wang sack, niggas. Like Fuck is niggas s- talking s- about, nigga? Yo. We gon' die legend. I you. hope
6: you stacking. I hope you putting some money to the side my nigga and paying your taxes. Yeah. I yeah. hope you not incriminating you and your niggas on song if you trapping. I hope you dressing yourself and not following niggas opinions on fashion. I hope them cars that you driving ain't rented just to get some comments on gram. Oh, shit, though, y'all, because you not the man. No self-esteem, hotter than lame. Yeah. Xan every meal. You fucking weak and you robbing your plug. Yeah. You ain't got no plan, but I'm not here to judge. Because apparently you doing your thing. Talk your shit, young nigga. I know they see me. Your pants got a flood a little bit, Katrina. Oh, you wearing Vans, of supreme this season. Stop lying to yourself, nigga, Meet the reason. <laughs>
4: Right right
6: now, now. A little goofy with some nice sounds. <laughs> this little groupie went the pipe now. Uh, she eating coochie kinda dyke now. Uh, got a new dirt bike wild and a meant to go cart go skirt now. Talk your shit. I really want the LaFerrari shit. Can you know the price down? <laughs> hey To a vision, ain't got one Rolling Stone never gave me a cover So, um, so I shot when I ain't do college I said fuck them lessons I ain't join no gang I said fuck them weapons Grabbed a keyboard it, across my path catch my first check And said fuck depression Nigga, shit, nigga, what you for? Everybody lean, everybody gang No, nigga, you a new slave but my old one Thanks to Ben Yang Still work wrong with chains on Like, you ain't see no shit like mine You ain't see no dick like mine nah. <laughs>
4: Pause.
6: pause What the fuck right now?
5: What the fuck right now? 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 What the
4: fuck right now?
3: What the fuck right now? My friend, I listen to that joint. I was like, I kind of wish that the freestyle four young thug can just be taken off of Pablo and they just stick the Tyler ASAP Rocky one on there (laughs) because that joint is that. If if anything, me equals the word, it's lit. It's yes. that version of the song. Like,
2: yeah I, I mean the album you know we're comparing it to like these software updates but I say you know make it make it an open source rap album replace the track if he can make changes you make changes, changes. throw the tyler track in there change mm-hmm. the metadata make, <laughs> make, make make your own Pablo. I know what uh,
3: James saying. Harvey did he made he split it up into yeah. like swish and so help yes. me god I was like yes. we made new album I was like the okay. art, too, okay.
4: yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. comic artist. I see you. <laughs> I see you.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. It's a, new, it's a. It's. I feel like um, with title, and I feel like Jay Z with uh, Holy Grail. It's sort of like this weird era where like albums are being packaged with very specific tech products, and they there's a lot of there's a lot of buzz when they first drop, and then. You know, and even, like, Dr. Dre was very tied to Apple and mm-hmm. iTunes with his last one. Compton. Um And then you don't, but it feels like they, they don't necessarily have the lasting impact. You know, not everybody can get to them because they're tied to these specific things. Um, so they're kind of exclusive, and you hear it, it's all anybody talks about for, like, two days, and then, you know, it, it fades pretty quick. But um, that's in Rihanna's anti- I don't know if that was total title exclusive.
3: No, it's like it was It was exclusive for, like, three or four days,
2: and then, like, it went everywhere else. Okay. So and is, is, like is, okay. is Pablo on iTunes? I heard yes. it was.
3: Yes, it popped uh-huh. on Friday. That's how I learned the new versions you, of the songs. Cause okay, I got, okay. I got Apple Music, so I was just like... Let me see, because my friend Sean It was like, yo, he made some changes, because he didn't hear it, but he was like, check it up on it. I was just too busy fighting title to get my new, my new fucking <laughs> files, I didn't even know I what changes made.
2: But they're noticing, like, so that's the thing, because when he says he changes it, I'm like, well, you know, you're a producer, if it's just like little mixing things, I might not even notice on my little IMAX speakers, but you're saying they're like significant updates.
3: Dude, it's like, they- like, folks that made release notes okay like literally like there's like a on the Kanye to the form folks (laughs) made like at this song at this moment he replaced this with this and then like complex i think made a a version of that too like so essentially it's like it's software or a video game there's release notes for an album i'm like bruh like nah uh uh-uh i'm not down with this i will rob you (laughs) all the time if y'all this is how y'all really want to do this Shout out to the Kanye to
2: the forums, man. If Kanye farts, they'll put out release notes. I mean, before Pablo came out, they had like a, fo- a fuzzy fo- phone photo of Kanye s- sitting down, and in the background, there's like a whiteboard with track listings. It looked like the chalkboard at the end of Fifty Two, and they had it zoomed in like a CSI episode and they were like trying to break down what the whole track list based on those notes it's amazing i mean i know he's got a fervent following but that was a whole nother level i I had never really been on those forums until the last couple months and they are passionate yeah it's
3: it's this weird era of like music artists like it takes it takes like passionate fan base to new levels that I don't know if like, <laughs> like watching the old concerts of Michael Jackson seeing people faint and meet ambulances of like the Beatles I don't know if it gets to this level of straight geek level nerditry of like right like writing down like at this moment he changed the snares on the new version of the song <laughs> that was released on X-Date versus the one that came out yeah. like, Bruh, like that's why I'm just like, yo, man, I'm too old, yo. Put the put the shit out, man. Like yeah. <laughs> put the shit out. Like I don't care. Like Yeah. Like new Godflow Good Friday version versus album version. That's as far as I want to go. Like, oh yeah. you added Ghostface. Okay, yes. <laughs> All right. I'm happy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I just wanna talk about the song. I don't know what version of what month of which feature. Yes.
3: That's that's the world we living in.
2: There you go. You gotta adapt, I guess.
3: So, man, um, you got a new project dropping soon. Yes. Stay at home Scarface.
2: Stay at home Scarface. It's uh, it's through Devastator Press. It's a coloring activity comic book that follows the further adventures of Tony Montana as a stay at home dad. If he didn't get shot up, huh? He got shot up, but he, he lived in oh. my opinion. Oh, okay. That's, All right. He got shut up like every week. I mean... Like 2 So he, he was not Yeah, yeah. He was just... Yeah. He uh, he got up out of the fountain. And uh, there's like a little intro comic and it gets into his plan. How he's going to start a new life. Start a family. Elvira's there. <laughs> they get back together. They're going to move to the suburbs. Where, uh, where uh, the cartels can't find them. Have a kid. Live a normal life. Tries to change his name. Tries to go legit. Elvira goes to work. He stays at home with the baby, and um, um, he ends up. You know, old habits die hard. He only knows how to be Scarface. So, how does he juggle that with the taking care of a baby? And it's like I kind of I kind of mess with it. It's not all comics. It's 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 like a mixture of comics, activities, coloring pages, but. It sort of tells the story, and it sort of echoes. If you know, if if you don't know Scarface, it's still funny. But if you know Scarface, it hits a lot of the same plot points, and a lot of the he he keeps reliving the same scenes. But except this time, he's just dealing with baby. Yeah, he's dealing with father issues. You know, dealing with fatherhood. It's just sort of like, you know, I I came up on way too many uh, gangster movies and rap songs, and now I'm in charge of raising a small human. So uh, I'm like kind of comparing that experience, and I'm sort of translating it through Tony Montana. Mm. Mm. You might appreciate it actually. When it when it came to me, um, I was actually I was I'm, I because I'm a stay at home dad myself. I work from home. I was writing a Jeezy treatment for a video, and uh, and then like my kid is right next to me watching Blues Clues, and I'm like, this is a really specific experience but it's kind of universal at the same time and I just you know and I was like you know like how, you know how do you how do you you were this person or you you had these influences and you have this side of your identity but then you also have this other thing going on and uh how does that all mix together so and it was another one of those cases where I just made a bunch of stay-at-home Scarface comics just for myself they sat on my hard, they sat on my hard drive for like a year I might put a couple on Facebook. I mean, there's so much just weird, random stuff that I just don't even put out. I just make it for my own benefit, laugh at, it, and then put it in a folder. You, you, I don't know if you do that. Like but Actually, um, I uh,
3: after the last year, there's a lot of things I think about, but now I don't execute them anymore.
2: I okay, we'll I, we'll probably get to that. Yeah. Uh, but um, you know, and then you know, Devastator they did a they did a quarterly comics anthology, and then they started getting into book publishing, and they were like. Do you have any book ideas? So I, I I pulled those out and showed them. I was like, well, maybe I can make like a zine. I think I can stretch this out for eight pages. They're like, no, nah, you should do you should do sixty pages. <laughs> you do a book. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> but no, I mean they were right. I'm really happy. I mean it's it really came out super dope. It's on Amazon now. They got to update the cover artwork. It's not final. I, I guess I'm pulling a Pablo myself.
3: You mean like there's designer, several, there's artwork, several
2: okay. artwork, but it's not. You know, I uh, I gotta take designer off and put future on it,
4: <laughs>
2: something. But it, but yeah, it's on there now. It's gonna be out. I think May first is the date. And um, yeah, man, I'm I'm really looking forward to that getting out there.
3: Man, I look forward to seeing it because the little stuff I have seen just cracks me up. Uh,
2: a, thank
3: you. As a notable. Uh, let's be honest, if you went to rap music from the 90s and you haven't seen Scarface, <laughs> I don't know if you're actually a real rap fan. Like, who has, like, Scarface is important. Yeah. I, I've got to the point where I think Scarface is, like, the urban American, like, superhero, because the way I see people talk about Scarface is the way I see geeks talk about, like, Batman or Superman. <laughs> <Spider-Man>. They talk <laughs> about Scarface with this gleam in their eye, like, in their yeah. dreams and wishes. It's like, like but bro he died at the end though yeah but the world is yours man (laughs) yeah yeah i know you gotta push it though that is right you gotta push it you gotta get the yayo
2: yo yeah push it it. i mean yeah like i mean that that was one of those things where i would say if you listen to enough 90s rap and you haven't seen scarface you kind of already have seen scarface and you don't even (laughs) know it man the first time i sat down to watch it i was like it was already like... Well, I mean, it was. It came out before I was born, but I mean, I didn't watch it until maybe like 98, 99, but I already knew every line to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> who was that dude who Jay-Z used to put on all his tapes? Pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah, he would do like... He'd be, it would be like a mix of Carlito's Way it's and it. Starface. <laughs> so like, I, I didn't know which movie was which, but I knew those lines, so I'd hear him in the movie, and I'd be like, oh, I feel like I've already seen this movie, but I mean... But you're right, I mean, he he, he definitely... When he gets, you know, I wonder how many rappers watched it all the way to the end because it's like, yeah, it doesn't really work out for him, but he he's so magnetic and you you just can't take your eyes off of him and the performance he gives. And there are like things he does that you can learn from, like the moves he makes. You know, he 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 always made it a point to like he wants to meet the boss. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's going to get on the helicopter and go to Columbia. He's not going to let the messenger take the. It. you know he always wants to he's just like a shark like he's just so single-minded you know i wouldn't i wouldn't say role model but i mean his grind is respectable
3: he's a fantastical fantastical like character like he has a, it's a weird hero's journey that Tony yeah montana goes through it's way different because i remember i bought the special edition where they had like the og Scarface, face yes in the 30s, and like, you know, the Scarface. So let's say uh, Earth 2 Scarface and what we should call Earth 1 Scarface. Yeah. Like, and yeah. I was like, that movie's completely different. Like, Gangster yeah. 30's Scarface is like, it's kind of like, he dies, but the whole thing is different.
2: <laughs> right, yeah, they just took the name and kind of... I think they're I think they're remaking it again, though. I
3: think they're working on... Yeah, they are. Doing supposed it again. He's supposed to be Mexican this time.
2: I have never seen the 30's... Um. Scarface, but there's this movie from the 30s called The Public Enemy. It's got James Cagney in it. Oh, that movie's fantastic, though. And that's another one of those cases where it's like, it's all about the character, because, like, you, you can describe the plot, and it's going to sound like every other gangster movie, but, like, James Cagney and Al Pacino, they both have this almost, like, homicidal Bugs Bunny quality. Mm-hmm. And you're yeah. just like, you can't take your eyes off of them, just the way they move. I mean it's so exaggerated the way they speak just the no fucks given whatsoever. Uh yeah, just characters like that are amazing and it's like yeah, so I wanted to see what that dude would be like as a dad because it's like it's kind of like Scarface like dads in Scarface they're always like tired, paranoid, grumpy, they own a lot of tropical shirts. I mean, <laughs> there are parallels, there are parallels. I didn't just pull it out of thin air. I don't think
3: <laughs> it's so funny'cause like I went to buy this book because I want hopefully you got some connect the dots in there, yeah the activity book, so like connected dots is my shit.
2: I got the connect dots they're pretty easy <laughs> so, um, but I got the connected dots, I got the mazes, I got some word jumbles, some word searches, I got some draw your own, you know the activity book, you can tell they just got tired or they just ran out of budget, and they' are just like draw what you think it looks like, kids.
3: <laughs> it's okay. Like he has words at the top of a page, and it's just, yeah. like, it's just like, oh,
2: okay. Oh, okay. do it yourself. Yeah, man, I got like a, some uh, some Mad Libs, some Dad Libs. <laughs> you gotta you gotta fill out the fake. Uh, you, you gotta you gotta fraudulently fill out a uh, daycare application. <laughs> his way up, like he's like the same way he worked his way to the top of the drug game. Now he's working his way to the top of the dad game. So he's got to like get into the best daycare. He's gotta he's gotta he goes to the bake sale and he starts making all this money, you know.
3: Gotta have the best cookies and brownies on the block,
2: man. Exactly. Gotta have the best. Exactly. Push it to
3: the limit, even with baking. Push it to the limit.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
3: man. This sounds this sounds amazing. I'm I'm so looking forward to stay at home Scarface. Like, I hope any everybody who listens to this go buys because... Like it's Scarface, like it's something Scar- just like it's Scarface. it's Scarface, Tony Montana, like, <laughs> like yo, like, Giorgio Moroder made that soundtrack. Yeah. Yes, it begot us Daft Punk. <laughs> it, it begot us Rick Rosé. Like we wouldn't oh. have back music if it wasn't for this movie.
2: <laughs> I if you ever if you really pay attention, I also reference um Scarface from the Ghetto Boys yes. very quietly. i was Like oh, I'm gonna do all the Scarfaces. Oh, the scarface! I know. Oh. It'll be, I'm yeah, man. I'm super pumped. Thank you. Oh, Yo, man.
3: One thing I want to get into is your process, because yeah. it's like since I like I, I like you know I've been doing this for a while. Like you have a, a way in which you draw, but it's also I can tell like it's it, it feels like it's vector. Yeah, and I, it's I'm always amazed at people who can do so much sequential art in vector art because i get hella frustrated because <laughs> i'm like yo just, just give me a pencil of paper it, it, yeah. or give me like a wacom or something in photoshop and i can kind of get through this but like you going heavy with the just the clean vector illustrations and i'm like do you do you jump in with that first
2: yeah i mean i i think that's my graphic design background I kind of wish I could get a little grimier with it. I definitely envy people who can take a, a pen or brush to paper. But there's something about how clean it is. And, I, you know, I'm coming out of a, I'm coming out of school. I'm comfortable in Illustrator. So when I first started making comics, this is like some crazy, like, serial killer shit in my process. Because I didn't have a Wacom yet. All I had was a mouse. So every time I drew, like, a brush stroke, I, was, I would take a pencils, I would scan them in, and then with my mouse... I would fake the brush strokes. Oh, man. And, like, I, if I wanted to be, like, I drew them as shapes. Because I didn't even know about the thing where you could turn the path into a shape yet. Mm. So, I mean, I don't even know how my hands work after that. That's and
3: the g shit right there. That's the shit.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was, it was just like one of those things where, like, you know, you're just determined to do something and you're just going to, like, do whatever it takes to get it out there. I guess, but I wasn't going to learn how to use a brush. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna do whatever it takes, except learn how to use a brush, because that's just too humbling. So, um, you know, I just loved how clean it looked. Uh, and and then I got to walk and that really changed everything. Um, so the way I do it now for sequential, I still think pencil and paper is the best way to think, not necessarily draw for me, but it it, it opens me up when I'm thinking about uh, page layout and. Breakdown. So I got these little tiny notebooks. I got like a stack of them next to me right now. You go to the you go to the 99 cent store, and you get these little three subject those tiny notebooks. I do all my thumbnails in there. I'm, if I really like it, I'll take a picture of it on my phone and like send it to myself, right? Or right. just sit it next to me, and then I get to walk them out. And then I'm an illustrator with the pencil tool, and I'm drawing like real basic stick figures. Then I'll do another layer with a little more defined pencils. There's no act, you know, it's the pencil tool. There's no actual penciling going on. And then, yeah, I make my own brushes in Illustrator so I can adjust the, uh, you know, the pressure sensitivity, so once again, emulating that brush feel. That's uh, for Rhyme Travelers because I like it to have that classic cartoony look. So you have the thick line to the thin line. Um, with Death Trip, it's really raw, so I just do the pencil tool at 100% opacity. Um, so what you're seeing there is just black lines with no variation um but uh, uh for the for the most part i'm doing these really clean like vector brush looks and uh i color it in illustrator i can do the i can do the word balloons in illustrator the uh the lettering that's all fonts i haven't gotten up on that hand lettering yet uh as much as i love that look um to me it just makes sense cuz everything comes out super clean print ready um I can see how it'd be frustrating, but it's all I know. I'm working on a project now that I am doing in Photoshop, and it's killing me to not have the clean vectorness. But I'm I'm, I'm learning to love it slowly.
3: <laughs> you're learning to get adjust to the pixels
2: because you zoom in and then it gets all pixelated, and you're like, I don't know. You see, I'm I'm, OCD, I'm like OCD slightly about those strokes. But the thing is, I love it in other people's work, yeah. but when I see it on my own, another thing like. When I talk to people who I I feel are, like, really good – they have really good illustration chops. They're like, don't don't you get mad when you draw it an illustrator and, like, it slightly changes your lineup. Because the motion of your hand won't always be reflected perfectly with the vector line that shows up on screen. Yeah. But I kind of like that – I feel like I have, like, a uh, silent collaborator uh, who's just changing things just enough to where – I like it more, you know. You if, and it came, Siri, if, right? if it came from my hand, yeah, yeah. If it came from my hand, I'm not always that impressed with it. But Illustrator kind of changes it just enough to where I'm like, oh yeah, that's better. Yeah,
3: like the ghost, the ghost in the machine. Young Siri exactly. is helping
2: you <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But um, so what are you what are you using?
3: Um, when I decide to draw. Let's say if I decide, like, let's say, like, I want to draw ads. Like, I basically get a regular piece of paper, like a regular yeah. piece of like copy paper. Yeah. And then like, I get like a blue pencil and I just draw out some shapes. And then yeah. I got like one of those those little 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 sharpie pens.
4: Yeah.
3: And I do the line work and I got like a, a ink brush and I just like and I do everything haphazardly. Like I can draw an ad strips in like fifteen minutes. Oh wow! And then, um, and then I scan it, and then like I do like all the tones and stuff. Like I paint all the tones, and like using the Wacom or the Surface Pro. And yeah.
4: And then
3: like uh, I, I turn I do two layers of that, and then I turn them into different like calculations of the color, halftone, and grayscale. So I have two different type of dots, and I layer, it and then like I do all the words and stuff in Illustrator. Okay. And, um, and then there's a there's a couple of the of the more recent ants that I've done, which recent is like, let's say I think the last one I did was like three or four months ago. Mm-hmm. And like, I did like the whole like I like I did a whole thing on like the Surface Pro. I did the whole thing oh, in like man. Photoshop and Illustrator because like yo the Surface Pro is next level. Like I don't even know why people yeah. buy Sintees because I'm like <laughs> these just cost so much money and like. Yeah. You can get a beast mode. For what you spend in that, you can get a service pro that can, like, do fucking Pixar level animation or some shit. <laughs> and you don't need to buy an extra. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. So, yeah, sometimes I, I, I like doing that. And then, other uh, stuff, I like stuff that sometimes if I do feel like drawing, like, I've done some sketch cards, so that's still, like, markers and, and gouache. And I still get down with, like, the old old tools a lot of the times when people don't see the stuff that i that i'm working on or that i decide to draw Mm -hmm. because i went digital so heavy because i was a graphic designer too like i designed signs for like nine years yeah so i used to live in like illustrator and memorizing like like inches and bleeds and things Uh like that doing a bunch of stuff and like going back and forth in illustrator and it just sometimes just feels like and there was a lot of art I did that I used a lot of Photoshop to, to execute it. Then I just like, "I just want to draw on this piece of paper and this mold skin right now. Yeah, and I just want to get better at. like I kind of want to get better at some of the, the traditional stuff. right. And then but I also want to get better at like digital painting, because there's stuff that people are doing with digital painting now it's just like, like you guys are nice. It's like, yeah, y'all like everybody caught up to me and got way better. <laughs> like.
2: Yeah, that's what. I, but yeah, I mean, ants. I mean, I was always, I always love that look with the, uh, with the tones, like the zippetone look.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and then you're doing like one thing. I don't. I'm such a studio gangster. You won't catch me. I'm not in the street sketching. But I know when you go to cons and stuff, you're doing like you're doing like live commission sketches, on, on the floor. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. Do I do the yeah. studio.
3: So like, I just have some. Ooh, squash markers and pencil and pens and ink and just and I just Res-
2: Respect, man. I oh, that's I did. That's a that's yeah. I gotta get better at that. I'm when I'm at the table, I'm like standing up. I'm in, I'm talking to people because I generally do like meeting them, but I also I just don't want to be I don't want to be asked to draw
3: anything. <laughs> it's like I don't need do sketches.
2: <laughs> people are like handing me their blank covers. They're Marvel, whatever's or whoever, whoever. Man, I don't know. I don't know where these blank covers are coming from. Yeah, you know okay, I mean? right. and, and they're like, yeah, the drop covers. me Spider-Man. I'm like, you really, you don't really want that. Um, I try to talk them out of it, but I've done a couple. It's cool, but that's something I would like to work on. But what about
1: today? What about tonight? <laughs> Only one at a time so precious is yours is mine only one at a time my life my life yeah am i wrong to assume if she can't dance that she can't ooh yeah am i wrong to say if she can't dance that she can't ooh Hey, I never want to waste your time, my life, so precious, is yours, is mine, and look at the time, my God, so precious, is yours, is mine, only one at a time, so precious, is yours, is mine, only one at a time.
3: My life. My life. Yeah. yeah man it's 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 a it's a pro i just know it's like i never have books to sell
4: yeah
3: because every time i look at printing books i'm like y'all want me to put out how much money Yeah, yeah. and like i only i don't even want <laughs> that many and and like i like i can't even like even if i can afford a little bit like it's gonna take me like years to like make all this back and i'm like i don't even read like I don't even read paper comics no more. Yeah. So it's like this weird thing. It's just like,
4: yeah.
3: You know, I read all my comics on my iPad. Fam, like, man, like I'm yeah. supposed to print this, like. And I had this weird thing now, and this I'm in this weird place where it's like, nobody really talks about my comic. So I was like, nobody really wants to buy my comic. So I'm like, there's no <laughs> reason for me to print my comic. I don't even know if people still read was reading my comic for the last year. So I was just like.
4: Yeah, I put
3: out what I put out like, <laughs> And I don't need to print it
2: there, Yeah the, the, I try to do it real small scale for these shows Just what I'll need Yeah, You yeah. know I might sell out I might not usually not But I mean it's if we're really going to talk shop About like the hustle of it I, I try to just like look at it as You got to look at the networking Component too I guess So like I might make a comic I'm not going to get rich off that comic But It might also just be, like, a really expensive business card that might lead to something better. That's true. So I'll say, like, having that real estate in those shows, if it's the right show and the people there click with what you're doing. I've had, like, cool relationships and opportunities come from that. But as far as, like, approaching the shows in and of itself as a... A money-making opportunity it's just i don't see how it's done man because you're you, you sell out so much for the money you got to buy the table and that self-publishing is hard when i did when i did that kickstarter for tales to suffice you know i'm like renting a van driving down to the docks pick up a, it's like a half a ton of comics mm. i i had to load them off the van carry them upstairs to my apartment mm. and then it was like oh what's that what's that Toxic glue smell. Oh, I think it's the half a ton of comics I just brought upstairs. So then I got to bring them back downstairs, put them uh, put them in a garage or something. And I still got quite a few of those sitting around. So uh, I'm I'm definitely happy to have publishers, and I'm really happy to have Comicsology because you can you can sell places where you can't physically go. Yeah, and you never have to run out, you know, of books or reprint. I'm like that. I don't really buy a lot of paper comics either. I like digital. I can live with it.
3: Yeah, it's, for me, it's like I don't get this joy out of turning the page. Like, <laughs>
2: some people get. It's like I really like. I'm like,
3: yo, I've been waiting my whole life to like sit at the desk like Captain Picard, <laughs> and I'm at this point. Like, why do I want to go back to pre-Picard level? Like. I'm young John Luke in the in the crib right now. I'm like, <laughs> yo, like I one step away. Like series, almost like computer. Like I could almost be like, yo, yo file me
2: this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's amazing, man. Because it's just like every, it's just this multimedia. Like everything's on screen now. Um, I think it's kind of going to blur the lines between. Okay, this is a book and this is a cartoon. You know, we're we're breaking down those walls, and I think we're going to see a lot of exciting new art come from it. And like, look, I lo- like that feeling of uh, turning the page is cool. I don't like that feeling of when you have to move and you have to carry, mm-hmm. you have to carry the box full of books, or you don't have space. I love the feeling of returning the book to the library when I'm done with it. That's that's like some weight off my back. Yes, you know what absolutely. I mean. Take the bag. <laughs> yeah, because it's not you know the books as objects. I mean, I I spent years working in book printing. I definitely respect book making. But yeah, man, just where I'm at in my life right now, I'd rather just have the experience of reading it, have the story serve its purpose, and then let let the book go on its way.
3: Yeah, I'm at that point too. There's still certain things like I I occasionally yeah. buy like some, like I bought this David fashion uh-huh. illustration book because like oh, okay. that's my secret. That's my secret thing. I want to do when I get old. I just want to draw like pretty ladies in dresses. To be honest. Uh-huh. And I bought that, and I bought this James Jean book that he sold out real quick on his site. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, uh huh.
3: Damn, It's like if it's that with the plate with the little signature, I'll be like, all right, oh, I yeah. buy that. But
2: yeah, yeah, these
3: comic books, <laughs> nah, man. Like a lot this manga, like, like, oh, like yeah. and I love manga, but it almost it almost excels on a screen. Like when I'm read when I was reading One Piece. Yeah. And this is before like they had Weekly Jump out here for uh-huh. so digital, so I was using the scanslation sites. And yeah. I was just running through, like, I was just reading yeah. joints on my phone, like, OG iPhone, like, on the bus. It was, like, going yeah. through, like, hundreds of pages a day just on the bus, like, on the train, like, yo, this is the hottest shit on earth. And, yeah. like, like, four panels a page, it's like, oh, he's just running through this. Like, this is genius. Like, I don't even need a big book to understand this. Like, this is what's up.
2: Yeah, the pacing on those, yeah, One Piece especially, it really lends itself well to, like, a quick reading And, yeah, if you're an illustrator, you want to have some stuff on your shelf as a reference material, but I've definitely fallen in the trap of thinking everything is a reference material, and then I never reference it again. Facts.
3: Facts.
2: (laughs) But, yeah, with manga, I mean, because, yeah, that's that's the thing where it's a little daunting, where you're like, oh, One Piece, I've heard of this. You go to the store, I'm going to buy some One Piece, and then you just look down the shelf, and there's, like, 80 volumes. The whole bookcase by itself. You're like, okay, that's kind of a commitment. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, Okay. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't know. <laughs> like I feel you, it's just like that's why yeah. I was like, like I was. You just something. your whole. It's like your whole life planning out before you. It's like okay, I'm gonna be in this for like the next few years. But they are quick reads, and you know it was pretty rewarding. That's a good book. So, but it doesn't. I just don't have the room for it physically. Uh, yeah. like, I got room for it in my heart and on my device, just oh, not yeah. on my books.
3: I got so much. I got. The uh, hard space is so cheap. I could buy a terabyte hard drive for $100. Four, I mean, four, hundred, four terabyte hard drive for like $100. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got space for days. That's
2: for the years. new books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just got my. I just. I'm about to go get Multiversity from the library.
3: Fam, that book.
2: Speaking of, speaking of books that I don't own, Damn, I'm ready to get into
4: that.
3: I need that absolute to come out.
4: Ooh.
2: I
3: Buy nothing the absolute drop.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Cause that joint has so many gems in it.
2: All I read was the quietly issue. That's the one I had to like that. I had to have that one right away. But I really wanted to wait till it was all done.
3: That ain't even my favorite joint. Everybody was like best issues. He It's like nah, nah, yo. Know? The Captain Marvel joint
2: almost brought me to tears. You.
3: That's how lovely that joint was. Like I'm like, <laughs> like oh. yo, know, like Captain Marvel, like all the stain not not. And not like Carol Danvers and not like the Kree dude and not calling him Shazam.
4: Shazam. It's Captain
3: Marvel <laughs> and <laughs> Billy Batson and the Marvel family. That shit, uh, that got, yo, that joint that was so good. It was All right. so good. It had talky-tawny in it. Anytime you got a tiger in a suit, like...
2: Talky-talky.
3: Like, they don't exploit that talky-talky. like they should, man. It's a tiger in a suit. It's...
2: Yo, like, don't give yeah I mean that's yeah the potential of the ideas of this uh this lovely medium versus some of the business moves <laughs> and the way we and this the the aesthetic and the way we see them executed I do I do feel like there's a lot more that could be done and that's that's a really good example Yeah like that why is that that should be a household name like what who wouldn't love Talkie Tawny?
3: <laughs> He's in not, the, he talks to dapper right? Exactly so he like he thought he should have his old cartoon show, Cartoon Network. A
2: dandy, he's a dandy tiger. <laughs> you, know you mean? It's, it's,
3: it's like Cat Williams is a tiger or something. Like pretty crazy Cat Williams, not like fighting little kids,
4: and, but like yeah.
3: 2006 Cat Williams.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> 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 the, the best. yeah you gonna you're going to be in for a fun read with that Multiversity. I love that comic. Even the one issue that's kind of like bruh like the Jimmy issue is kind of like mm. uh, okay but it's, it's just like Raise I think soul. it's on purpose like,
4: Yeah,
3: it was Morrison is smart that way but like everything else with like the black Superman and Captain Carrot
4: and, yeah.
3: and the use of stuff like yo that book right there got it got so many gems it got so many A Little Kid, Justice League is used well. Commandy, it got commandy. You know when something got commandy in it.
2: It's fun. Yo, I'm I'm geeking cause I like I really didn't even pay attention to the news or reviews, so like I have no idea what to expect. I yeah, I kinda flipped through the first issue and I read that other one. You know, the Watchman kind of thing. So uh Yeah, that was
3: that was fun to exp- him watch to like kinda <laughs>
2: this weird rap
3: battle Like beef between Morrison and Alan Moore Is amazing
2: I know Cause,
3: Cause it's like It's like weird like wizard battle Writer battle yeah, like, Battle to like a level that no one Understands but it's like, There's
2: like wizard cred or something yeah. Like Alan Moore will not recognize Grant Morrison's Wizardry Yes
3: and it's also awesome because I think if you like if you're like a hip hop fan that reads comics, this is like right up your alley, you'd be like, Oh, he's shooting real shots. What yeah. is Morrison gonna do? And you yeah. might read something and be like, Oh, that subliminal was fire <laughs> and it's like people we like, This yeah. is stupid, this is boring. It's like, no, this is the best part of the comics. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, I mean yeah, I mean they their their sensibilities, like it is it's it's been mostly subliminal, I'd say and then just, like, real sharp, sort of passive-aggressive digs at each other over the years. You keep waiting for it to boil over. I mean, I know I do, because we're kind of spoiled with beefs in in 2016. Everything just explodes, you know. I want it to be Wiz Khalifa and Kanye on Twitter. That's not going to happen.
3: I know. We won't get that. It's it's
2: a little more literary. You know, you have to look for the – it's, like, symbolic disses. But it's in there. I read that Super Gods. He got a few – Got a, got a few shots in. in. Yeah. yeah, I feel it.
3: I feel it. We we don't have any you know, real, real comic beef that's entertaining. But this this more and Morrison thing, I every time it pops up, I, I like, like, oh, I got to block out like 15 good minutes. I got to read this whole yeah. little Alan Moore interview where he like shoot yeah. shots at DC, shoot some shots at Morrison, <laughs> shoot some shots at, like, all of geekdom because, like, while y'all still eating off my ideas that I made up 40 <laughs> years ago. Because, <laughs> so, like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the people's like, Alan Moore's a dick. I'm like, nah, the, re- the the interviewer asked him a question and he gave an answer.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm here for it. I'm absolutely here for it. And the interviewer knows what he's doing. He's like, okay, anything tangentially related to Alan Moore, I know I can count on him for, like, uh, an ice-cold soundbite that's mm-hmm. going to just piss off all of geek culture. And it's like, you and it's like it. he's kind of not wrong, and then when you get mad like that, you almost help prove his point to an extent. Yeah. Like, don't take it personally. If you're making comics and Alan Moore says comics suck, it's not like he, don't, don't think he read your comic and thought it was bad. That dude's not even looking, he's not checking for you at all. I know, right? Just let him cook. Let him be Alan Moore. And just enjoy that, and you know what I mean. Like that's the thing that I think in comics where it doesn't quite translate. The, the beef, just you don't have to pick a side. Actually, you know what I
3: mean. Like just enjoy the spectacle. Exactly. Right? <laughs> like this is fun, guys. Just let me yeah, go. Yeah, your with
2: your it. identity is not at stake here. Just enjoy what's happening. Enjoy the gifts these guys are giving you.
3: They put them on too high a pedestal. That's why.
2: Yeah. That's yeah. That's what it is.
3: They treat him like he's the best ever. I'm like, and the older I get, the more I read. I'm like, nah, he's good. He's good. Yeah. He ain't the greatest of all time. He ain't Michael Jordan. He ain't Jumpman. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta show me some super miracles to be Jumpman. Like, yeah, he got too many peers. He's like Magic Johnson or something. Like Larry Bird is
2: still there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I mean, I'm, yeah. The, the older I get, the more I can't even. It doesn't make for very fun conversations, but I can't really even get into the best ever mentality anymore. But you see what happens—they build it up and then they tear it down. Yeah, man, same old thing. But yeah, I feel you. Yeah, I mean, he—he he put out some amazing work, but you can't have a best. You can't have a best ever. It's like there's too much. There's mm-hmm. too much. I don't have a top five MCs. I leave a. I leave a spot reserved. Like, please tell me that all of my five best rappers haven't come out yet. Cause then what am I listening for? You know what I mean? You no, know what that's. I'll have a top four and then I'll leave an open seat for somebody I haven't heard yet.
3: That that means that you still listening. A yes. lot of people. There's a lot of people, especially in our age group and older, that stop. Yeah. They don't care no more. So they can they can have a top five because they stop yeah. listening. Exactly. We still out here listening. Like oh oh, this yeah. tape came out.
2: Exactly. This mean play. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly. You got to. The- <laughs> I don't want to be a dinosaur at this
3: you. age. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> like, push the T, I still go outside. Like he likes to say,
2: yeah. I go outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I think there was, like, a, so there was, I mean, I've definitely been through points, like, in my late 20s where I was, like, a little age beyond my years. I definitely went through, like, a backpacker phase. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've been through it all, you know what I mean? Growing up in the South and, like, you got so into No Limit that you kind of had to almost retreat from it. Yeah. Uh and go into the underground a little bit. But uh I'm at a good place with it all right now. I think there's room for all of it. If I don't like it, it's just not good to my ears. I'm not gonna make some academic case against it as music. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, I think I yesterday I was I was in a discussion with some adults about music and rap music. And a point it was like, rap music is a sex. It's like, nah, it doesn't suck. It's just like you really really like the 90s a lot <laughs> and like what we're listening to right now is like this beautiful party music about depression because when I listen yeah. to all the music out it's, right now it's bouncy but it's like all the lyrics are so sad and depressed I'm like mm-hmm. this is no one's dealing with the fact that we're listening to people go through depression through and coping themselves through like Purple Sprite and Adderall <laughs> like when you yeah. when in the future I'm like yeah this is fun it can get you bouncing and like people lose their minds but like clearly future's going through some shit (laughs) exactly
2: yeah i know yeah there's yeah there's definitely that darker side to it i don't really see people getting into i mean i'm definitely like a 90s kid that's my comfort zone and i i'll call that stuff some of the best you know um but you got to take it all on its own terms yeah if i'm if i'm saying that you know if i'm saying oh it's not real rap because it's not lyrical i kind of feel like i'm no different than the old heads when i was younger who thought rap itself wasn't musical you know what i mean yeah. there's no melody it's not music well yeah. guess what now we got melody the word count went down mm-hmm. but we got melodies and we're bending the language yeah, harmonies and, and everything. Like, and it's serving a purpose like yeah whatever these guys are going through they're not the only ones there's there's like a wider cultural thing happening that they're speaking to um I'm, i I yeah i hope they find what they're looking for yeah like i don't i don't yeah, have an answer people are like oh happy future you know i don't like happy future i like him you know like when his life is shitty that's when he makes the best music and i mean like oh i don't know how to feel about that i
3: know right because it's like am i enjoying the future putting out like six things a year
2: yes, yeah. but I
3: kind of want him to get to a healthy spot. If he only puts out one, of black like, yeah. hey, at least he's good. <laughs>
2: he like, Future, yeah, Future just feels like, I mean, I can like it here and there, um, but overall, there's, it just sort of has this feeling where it's like, it doesn't feel like the party. It feels like the party ended and it's 4 a.m. And then there's just that one guy who's just still trying to turn up. Mm-hmm. Because, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. he doesn't want to go home. Well, it's just, there's, yeah. There is that darker thing to it, and it's just I'm not, I don't get the fun necessarily that I'm glad some people are, but I'm hearing a little something else to it, but it's definitely like, I mean, empowering, turn up, like, I mean, you, just like all art, you kind of apply it to your life where it fits, so there's always, there's definitely a time for future,
4: Mm -hmm.
2: if it's
3: deadline time, yo, it's time, yeah, yo, 56 nights gotta come on, it's time, exactly, purple rain got come on this time but like yeah. race murder is like if you want to hit no. on them it's like they're 19 to 20 this is oh my the god music they should be making in if if 19 to 20 no. everything can't be illmatic like everything shouldn't be illmatic
2: S- a safe sex and paychecks how yeah. you gonna be mad at that Are i don't just- <laughs> i don't know man
3: that new song by chance i'll be listening uh, to it i'll be like yep, yeah this is this is this is a jam right here. And Even I'll, though it uses the same piano sample that TK's used <laughs> in that other song that I like,
2: yeah.
3: but it's all good. I don't I'm, care.
2: I'm about the shrimp life. I love those kids. <laughs>
3: yeah, they having fun time.
2: They yeah. should do. A, they should be like the new uh, house party. Definitely. Maybe not. That's kind of a curse. Maybe I feel like they've tried to do that. Never mind. Bad idea. Yeah. But you know, they're fun. That, that see, that to me is like fun, and there's like a, there is a positivity to it. Yeah, it's kind of... It was kind of weird it went first because it was like, uh, you guys are like, I feel like you're trying to be crisscross, but you're really like 28. <laughs> not younger. Um, but, you know, like with all things, I'm, I am I can be pretty resistant at first and then eventually I just give up. Throw some mo. Throw some mo. Throw some mo. <laughs> <laughs> some mo. <laughs> I, like, I like this video. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Yo, hey. Okay, here's a tidbit. I was there. What? I I, I wrote that treatment. I wrote that treatment and they shot it at a skating rink in Glendale. And I usually don't go on, I don't enjoy set because there's a lot of sitting and waiting and I don't really have a job to do. I don't know how to function if you don't give me a task. But this one, it was like, I'm gonna, I wanna roller skate with Migos. Like, of course. (laughs) Like, I'm not, not gonna miss that. So I came through. I mean, you can't see me or anything, but like, now we we'll looked up. That was Brilliant. dope. That, that was a that was a fun night, man.
3: hold up like how did you get into writing video treatments <laughs> we've been talking about it and i like,
4: like
3: he's writing mad treatments though <laughs> yeah how did you get into writing video um, treatments
2: um i was uh one of my best friends from college moved to atlanta and um he he was working at uh for a while he worked at this hip-hop magazine and uh, he, he kind of had read some of my writing I just did for fun or related to design projects, and he was really encouraging me to write. So he got me started writing on this magazine. It was, uh, it was a short-lived independent magazine called Juice. Uh, that was it was the one that was owned by BMF. Oh, uh, okay. okay. So that's a whole nother that's a whole nother podcast. Yes, <laughs> but um. And so, you know, he kept – and then he started – he was doing photography. He started getting into directing. Um, he, he hooked up with this collective. They are amazing, talented directors who were kind enough when I was just starting freelancing to give me some treatment writing work, uh, and it's been going strong for, like, five years now.
3: Damn, that I means uh, you're writing mad videos.
2: I'm, I mean, yo, I mean, it's kind of like the mad thing where, like, there's a lot of – you know, a lot of stuff gets written that doesn't get made. So if you count that, I've probably written hundreds. But if you, even if you count the ones that have been made, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. So, it's yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's still, it's visual storytelling. A lot of the times it's not my original idea. You know, it's work for hire. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while you get to kind of put your own little twist on it. But uh, it's just super dope to collaborate. You know, I love, I love music. It keeps me up on the new stuff. And um, it's it's always dope to see the final product.
3: That's crazy.
2: But it's yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah.
3: Do you storyboard any of them, or is that, is that part of the treatment process? Yeah.
2: I've, you know what? I've been doing some. I've been doing some storyboarding recently with like commercial stuff. But the the way these videos come together is like usually so quick and so run and gun. Mm-hmm. I, there's I don't know when you would have the time to storyboard. I don't know if, if if anybody maybe Beyonce videos get storyboards, but I have not been in a situation where a, a video ever needed a storyboard.
4: Well,
3: maybe if, in
2: the '90s.
3: If you ever get that call from the from from the Beehive <laughs> to do that video, I think I need you to drop everything what you're doing, disappear, and give the yeah. queen what she needs. Though, like, of course, because yo. The formation video is still that, fire.
2: Yes. <laughs> that's what I was saying. Yo, yeah, and that's the other thing, like and then and then because I'm like writing, I'm like you get mad when you see like a dope setting or you know, or like a literal formation. I was I was like slightly salty, like why didn't I think of that? Why did I read that? <laughs> like, damn it. <laughs> I don't know. I can never do this now. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She killed it. She killed it. Exactly.
3: She killed it. Yo. Oh man. So, we're at a good point that uh. So for a lot of people listening to my show, know about hip hop covers, yeah, and they know about me and Sean and Long Bison on Twenty Two, yes, and what some people don't know, even though we bring you up, is that you had a project. Which I think you did, did, you, did it start in, it's 2010 or 2009?
2: Yeah, it was, yeah. I like just had, time my, time. my son was born, I was on mater- I was on paternity leave, so I know it was like, first thing 2010, like January, yeah. when I started drawing I was, yeah.
3: It was a superhero, it was a superhero remix. You're- and at the point, like, I didn't even know that existed. Because then I found like I, me and Sean was just like we should just do this, and we just started them. And then like I saw yours, and I was like, oh shit, I don't want to be a biter. <laughs> and then, Luckily, it's like I put like it was like the eleven o'clock comments forms, right? Because you were just like KW with like a like a or it was something with like an exclamation point. Yeah, and then you were like, and you said you who you were. I was like, oh shit, and then we was able to like not have any rap beef. And, and, and dab each other up. It, it, it was yeah. all love, but
4: yeah.
3: you got like a lot of great press on that.
4: Yeah, man, you a um.
3: lot of good concepts. And then we fast forward to last year, <laughs> and first Marvel does the Run the Jewels cover.
4: Uh, that yeah. makes me feel
3: some type of way. Yeah, that some people would think that I'll try to take credit from the guy who actually did the original illustration. Right, uh, Nick Gazing over at like, yeah, and stuff, yeah. which is not the case, right? But which he was been a nice guy. He's I reached out to him and a bunch of stuff,
4: yeah, and it's cool.
3: So, um, but then we get, you know, you <laughs> think it's all over, and then
2: like just the beginning.
3: Two months later, like um, you, you know, you wake up in the morning and your mentions are crazy. Yes, your Facebook notifications is then like. Double triple digits, yeah. And you're like, yo, what? Do,
2: what, do you, what, do,
3: what do,
2: when you what see do, that, you do, know you did something great, or you are like, you just got fired. <laughs> <laughs> Something's gone really great or really wrong when that happens. Yeah,
3: it, it did. Like you're like, oh, what happened? And you see, it's just like, oh man, oh this is this is what it is right now. And I'm sitting there yeah. waiting. I'm like, huh. Dang, these look really familiar.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: As a, oh, I didn't do that one. But <laughs> well, Kenny did that one. Huh? I wonder. Uh, Kenny works at MAD, so I know he got a name in the system. Let me let me type him up. Yo, did you get hit up? mm No. No. Oh. Oh, okay. So <laughs> that, that's... So Biden is cool now. Like, this, is, <laughs> this is where it is, and then and then and then, yeah. and then it became, then it became about race, and then yeah, got pushed away. But
2: it went a lot. Yeah, it went in a lot of different directions. There's so many layers to it. I went through so many reactions. The story had so many dimensions to it. There were things that I, I kind of said my piece with like a Tumblr post, and then I kind of clapped back with some covers on my own. Great covers, though i had off. fun um how do we get into this man i don't even know where to start i mean they they bit us i mean I, they bit us so hard i'm gonna claim them as a dependent on my taxes this year um but uh i mean yeah it was definitely weird seeing those notifications and i'm definitely not the type to assume that somebody saw my work you know what i mean it is a small world but it's also a big world so you just never know um, you know, to take it back to long box on 22s, you know, when I saw your work, I, I it excited me. I, I, you know, I, I had some well-meaning people who were like, they're biting you. And I was like, well, no, you can spend like 20 seconds on their site and see that they, anybody, I kind of feel like what we did, anybody who loves comics and hip hop would probably could come up with that. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not that out there. Um, and I could see that, and you guys did your own thing with it. You you did more modern albums. Uh, I was kind of doing like classic throwback 90s stuff. You guys were doing modern stuff. You were doing um, track lists. And I think your master stroke with 22s was that you put it on Tumblr. I didn't even know what Tumblr was in 2010. But you guys did it, and I just kind of dumped everything in a frantic two-week window and never touched it again. And every few months for the next five years, it would kind of, like, get picked up by, like, Complex or Ego Trip or Comics Alliance. Um, You know, that's how Madden noticed me. There's so much good stuff came out of it that I really can't be bitter. Um, Things that friendships and projects that mean more to me than a variant cover would be, frankly. Um, So I can't really come from a place of anger from it, but it's still pretty messed up. But um, to the point of you guys going on Tumblr, I feel like, you guys were doing more than just expressing an idea but you were kind of helping to cultivate a community and i think more than the idea was maybe marvel was going after that audience so in a sense i feel like we spent a few years doing free r and d for marvel you know what i mean yeah we there there may when when i did those covers that they, they caught on because even though it was like an obvious connection to some it, it, it kind of was like the spark. People got excited in a way where they just hadn't seen those things to, to put together like that. Um, and then you guys kept it going and took it to the next level. Um, and then it kind of proves that there's a market for this stuff. And, you know, a business's function is to make money. So Marvel being that they realized they were, they were leaving money on the table. You know, if you look at their variants, you look the next week, after the hip hop ones, they were doing cosplay covers. Yeah. So you know they're, you know that's cool, but you can see what they're doing is they're looking at fan communities, they're looking at sort of like subpopulations within their base, and uh, who who can we reach out to, you know? Uh, and then you can argue that the variants themselves are kind of whack because of what the what the retailers have to do in order to get them oh yeah
3: that bothered me wow
2: there's so many like yeah i mean there's so many layers dude because it came out and i was like yeah i felt like we had been bit i knew for a fact that they had seen my stuff i i think it's pretty safe to assume that they'd seen yours um they didn't reach out to us in any capacity uh in hindsight i'm glad they didn't but at the time you're like why not you know what i mean like what's up but i guess i'd rather have done it on our own terms than be like one of fifty Under the corporate constraints that they would have been under, but no disrespect. Like, I mean, to the artists, like there are some beautifully illustrated covers. Um, Definitely no disrespect to the fans who enjoyed them, because like, if I didn't have all this background info, if I just walked into a comic shop cold and saw that, I would be like, "Yo, this was made for me." I would be, I would be hyped. Uh, Lie, yeah. There's
3: something like, yeah. There's there's something that's like. Is, is, is like they're dope, and like all the artists that didn't, I ain't got no like I'm glad people getting checks because yeah. Yeah, exactly like, it's 2016, it's rough, like yeah, like,
4: I'm, exactly.
3: I'm, yeah, but it's just like it's that point where you think like you know too much or you heard too much, yeah, and you like you start knowing a little bit of your, stat, your stats, like <laughs> you know, all the places that bigged you up in reference to your work. Yeah. I know the places that put me on and I could check my stats from my Tumblr and I'm like uh-huh. and then you start looking at who follows you and you be like
4: mhm mm,
3: no yeah. mm, uh <laughs> and I think that's my that was my issue too it was like there was a thing with like the 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 people of color writing and drawing the book blah, 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 but my thing is just yeah. like there was too many joints that all of us did that they kind of just did over. And I'm like,
2: yeah, I mean, just, like doing yeah.
3: like comps for people to then go eat off of.
2: Like, In your case, it was like they were doing the exact same relationship between character and album. It, they hit it a couple times. It started with Run the Jewels. Like for me, like, yeah, I mean, it's the general idea. Um, and maybe I got some press for it and this, that, and the other. But I saw some really direct, uh, let me just say, analogous. Uh, coincidences uh, where, like, they were doing stuff that was... Yeah, it was almost like they'd used yours as comps, you know? Same character, same album. What'd they do? Peter? Par- they did Miles on Ilmatic. Fan, when I saw that, I
3: lost it. I was in an Uber. Yeah, I was with my friends. We just came back. Like, I was outside. I was living life. I saw that <laughs> shit pop up on my phone. No, man. And I was like, are you kidding me? For real right now? I think I tweeted oh, at Axel yeah. Lazo. Like... For real though, and like, yeah. And then he followed me right after, and I was like, "I we I feel about this." What does that
4: mean? <laughs> what does that mean exactly? What's
2: mean? Yeah, man, I don't, I don't get. Yeah, man, I don't get it. But yeah, so there was. Yeah, that definitely. I felt some type of way on your behalf, and it's just like, Axel, and then Axel's on Ebro, pronouncing it Nas. <sighs> I don't know how to pronounce. I don't know how to process this. Like
4: that's what think. That, that it's, it's
2: so weird. It. And than, the thing was, they just they did. I like I don't know if you should do anything. How many were there? Fifty two. You shouldn't do anything fifty two times. It's five months of it cause exactly. Five, so it was like it was out. this thing where it's like it it, it was and you know it's kind of it's 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 kind of funny that like I think Axel's the only one still tweeting about them at this point. But like it was kind of this thing that just kept coming back. So you'd get kind of like. You, you get kind of maybe salty, and then you'd be at peace with it, and then you forget about it. And then the next week, they roll out the next batch, and everybody's sending you links, and you're just like, all right. Can I live? They're doing exactly. <laughs> Yo, man, but it was like, yeah, because it came out, and, you know, I was kind of glad that it did spark the diversity conversation, you know, because, you know, honestly, I almost didn't say anything, and it was that Tom Brevoort, you know, the the dude with the mm. – the tiny fedoras.
3: Yeah. Oh, uh, I know Tom Beaver. I know what he looks like and how he sounds. I-
2: he mis—he kind of mishandled some questions that were dealing with their hiring practices, culture appropriation. He answered that in a really cynical, kind of brush-off way, and that was the first time I actually felt a twinge of anger about the whole thing. At first, I was like, "Hey, look, some of the greatest names in comics got bit by Marvel. We're in good company." Mm-hmm. But then when I get when I when I sense that kind of contempt on their ends. That's sort of where I had to, like, kind of speak out a little bit. And, I mean, I'm a white guy, and I'm barely in comics. So I'm not the one to lead the conversation on diversity in comics. So that was one reason why I took a step back. I just kind of wanted to see how the conversation played out. I was like, oh, it's it's bigger than me. It's bigger than hip-hop, as Dead Prez said. Um, And I, I let that conversation take its course. But then I started getting these messages of, like, support, kind of from like artists and some rap bloggers and like there I appreciated them but there was this sort of subtext of like don't bite the hand that feeds you or like don't bite the hand that might one day feed you um no one really wanted to publicly say anything about Marvel you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and I was like that really rubbed me wrong because I felt like that's kind of like that just made me feel like it was like a toxic work environment. And, um, I think if people, I think creativity is like the opposite of fear. Um, so if you're fearful and you're a creative, you're not really going to be doing your best work. Um, so I really started feeling some type of way when I started picking up on this, this sort of undercurrent of like, you know, yeah, it's whack what they did, but you know, I really can't, that's all I can really say. Like, you know, sorry, it happened. uh, Uh, But I, you know, but they won't say. And I'm not telling people they need to put their names on the line. I don't blame them, one bit. But if uh, if if Marvel has that kind of environment and they're that big of a piece of the direct market, then you're kind of dealing with the whole industry that has that problem. Yeah. And that's when you know I'm not the most punk rock dude. You met me. I'm pretty middle of the road. (laughs) When I when I you know yeah I mean but when I when I pick up on that kind of mentality. I do kind of have to Clap back And that's when I started doing Rejected hip hop variants
4: <laughs>
2: um, you, Those are on Twitter and Tumblr And uh, I just sort of did my own mashups uh, That were like commentary On Their various business practices uh, And all, I took, took all the criticisms That have been building over the past several weeks That they kind of Sparked with the covers But I put them into my own mashups Yeah Because look, we're not me and you. We're we're not going to out PR these guys. Um, And I know for me, I'm not necessarily going to be able to render things uh, in the in the house style aesthetic that serves their their customer base and their needs. But we can outthink them. I feel very strongly about that. I feel like our connections were better. I think we just we did it fresher. With way we did it more fresher with way less effort. Um, So yeah, that's why I did those covers and. I was able to put some humor into it because my Tumblr post was way too sincere. I don't really come out like that on the internet. That's not, my, <laughs> uh, that's not my brand. Uh, so, but I, but you know, I spoke from the heart and then I was like, uh, nah, I need to get some jokes off. Uh, <laughs> so then I, then I let the memes fly and I put the, uh, I put the, the, the rejected covers out and I kind of haven't really thought about it or spoken on it much since. um, it is what it is, as they say. It's it's been a while. I mean, we 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 talked about it a lot when it first happened privately. But how, do you think about it much now? Do you? You said that kind of. You're saying that it's affecting how you share your work now.
3: It's. I still. I still get asked about it. I still get asked about the covers by people who don't know anything about it. Yeah. And I still sometimes get some really sad comments from people. Okay, about my my views on it. Uh huh. Almost like I shouldn't have felt any type of way about it. And it's not the fact it's like I don't think people ever got the fact it's like it's not about the characters. It's it's very hip hop specific. It's like, yo, don't jack my flow, yeah, don't jack my snares, and a lot of these people don't get it, because they don't understand rap music, especially within quote-unquote geek culture, they don't get hip-hop culture, or rap, or urban, anything that understands that little, like, biting is an issue... Companies stealing stuff from black people is an issue. Yeah. Even the fact that you're not black, my friend Sean isn't black. Right. But it's like straight up like Eminem isn't black. But right. if somebody yeah. jacked his flow, <laughs> it's a problem. Yes. When people want to be like little Eminems, it's a problem. Like,
4: yeah.
3: And I, I still get asked about it. It still comes up. I kind of divest it from like. Marvel products from a lot of because it bothered me.
4: Yeah. It also
3: bothered me um how my friend Ron Wimberley he put that strip out, lighting up.
4: Yeah, and it blew up amazing. Yeah.
3: And I didn't like the way in which Axel handled that.
2: Oh, they don't yeah, they don't take uh any kind of criticism very well, do
3: so they? It's like so it was like the like I didn't like that. I didn't like how certain members of the community reacted to it. Yeah. I didn't like how certain members of the community reacted to when Sean, Sean Pryor decided to speak up about his issues about everything Right, and it just made me salty and I just got I feel like people are like yo that's a dope idea Julian that's a dope idea maybe you should do that you should put it out and it's like you know what I did the fan art thing like I did it yeah. and I did some shit that didn't really exist Right, and they took it and the eat off of it. Yeah, it's like they even putting out a book of it. So I'm like, y'all like trip, y'all like double dipping, like y'all eating good.
4: Yeah,
3: and it's like I don't know if I want to put out any more stuff where people can straight up eat from it, and I have no recourse to fight it because I ain't rich.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a lesson for everybody doing art out there that. It's that free R&D thing. It's like, if you don't own it, you got to be careful with the fan art thing. And you you really, you can't copyright an idea. You know what I mean? Like, we can't, I don't own Def Jam Records any more than I own Spider-Man. I was always aware of this fact. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why I didn't try and go on Etsy and, like, sell mad prints of these things. We just kind of did it out of the love or whatever. Um but you, you can't you can't copyright an idea, but someone can definitely pay you to execute your idea. But that didn't happen here for any of these people. I mean, you guys were always really inclusive. Anybody who was doing art that merged hip-hop and comics, you guys were you know you guys were very generous, always sharing my work. Yeah. Um, and you know you that's what I'm talking about, that, that community um, that you guys were cultivating, and um, it was just kind of shut out of, of a lot of the hiring and a lot of the conversations that followed. Um, and I got I got a little bit of uh, snark myself here and there, but I always tried to make it clear that I don't really, I don't want to walk around feeling like I'm owed anything, just for my own mental health. Um, and I, you know, like I said, a lot of good came from doing those covers, but yeah, man.
3: Yeah, it, it's, um. it, it's weird because it, it, the times is <laughs> just like it's like people want to make you feel bad for having feelings. Yeah, or they don't align with their feelings. Like, <laughs> like, if I don't like a movie and they all like a movie, yeah, you can get attacked for that. So this was, like, a certain point where I just felt it all got to be too much.
2: Yeah. People will cape for, you know, I'm, I'm like, corporations aren't people. That's, like, and I, I take that both ways. I, I won't criticize them as a person. I won't. I won't think they're my friend either though, you know, but there are people who take it really personally. Uh if they perceive that you're dissing what they consume cuz so much of their identity uh is invested into it. I think we all do that to some degree, but there, there there's a line that it can cross. And if you yeah, if, if you're seen if you're seen as publicly, you know, especially if they think you're like jealous or hating or, you know, people pointed out people pointed out to me on Twitter that I didn't, you know, I uh, I didn't own Spider-Man. I, I thanked them for their input. But uh, you, I was usually able to shut that down pretty quickly. And that there wasn't... I, I'd say we had more vocal support than detraction. But it was the silence, I think, that was the loudest. Yeah. And just, like, all the people who, like, agree with you but were not in a position to agree with you and, like... It just sort of it did change the way I perceived certain elements of the industry and uh where I thought I was taking it and where I wanted to take it um I don't know some sort of lesson learned, I'm definitely still processing it though,
3: yeah, I don't know if I'll ever stop processing it some, some friends think that's not healthy but I'm like ah, I'm still figuring this this all out, yeah man, yeah, it, it affects how i it affects how I do work and how i uh plan to use homages and references to like other genres and things in my work yeah it's just like like "Mm, i don't know like i'll just draw for me if i feel like drawing like doing the podcast is cool and you know reading and talking about rap music is way more fun right now (laughs) because rap is in a really good place
2: yeah yeah i kind of go back and forth I, I, the the comics I, I haven't been as into, but the music is good. So,
3: manga is fire right now. Like all the manga I'm reading is incredible. Like One Punch Man, like
2: oh man. One Punch Man, yo,
3: One Punch Man is yo nothing like it on Earth. Like
2: oh, man, it's hilarious. I love it's it's very interesting because it's like it's such a I can tell that it's doing a parody of a lot of manga elements that I might not be that familiar with. Uh, like the tropes,
4: yeah.
2: But, but it's done. You can tell what they're doing, and it's really effective. And just the whole premise behind that character. I haven't. I think the cartoon is on uh, Hulu. Uh, Hulu. Right? Yeah. See, I gotta check it. But it's like I'm always I'm always watching in the background um, while I draw, and that doesn't work so well with the subtitles. subtitles yeah. I gotta learn Japanese or. Just find some time to read,
3: or wait till that dub come out because you know it's gonna happen because it's popular. So it's only got yeah. of
2: time for that dub happens. How do you? I, I mean, is that a is that a uh is there a stigma on that in the anime community? Is it just or is it just case by case? Sometimes the dubs are good, sometimes they're not. Yeah, there is How do you
3: feel? It, there is like a little like super purist. Some people. People, I have friends, it's like, oh, you're a purist because you like to, like, watch it with the original Japanese, like, man. voices. But I'm like, I only like that because I think the voice acting is better than the voice yeah. actors they have right now. Because, like, okay. old 80s anime. Yes. Oh, I need to watch that dub. Because the, the voice actors <laughs> from the 80s is killing the game when doing they doing their voice. Oh, really? like, you watch old Akira with the dude who did the same voice for Leonardo Ninja Turtles doing Kaneda. And it's just like, nah, man, that's my, like... That's my Akira. Like, I've yeah. watched the Japanese. I've watched the more modern dub with, like, the second Black Ranger for Power Rangers doing a Canadian voice. I'm like, it's good. Really? It ain't that 1988 dub, though. That 1988 dub oh,
4: yeah, is, yeah. like,
3: life. But yeah. Or, like, the old Cowboy Bebop dub from the late 90s when it was shown on, like, Cartoon Network back in the day before there was an yeah. Adult Swim and everything. Like, nah, yeah. like, like I like doves. I wish they they were getting the the same voice actors like Warner Brothers and Nickelodeon and Disney is hiring to do their cartoons to do these anime voices. Oh, okay. Yeah. It'd be up to par for me for what I want to listen to. Until then, yeah. I just watch it with Japanese voices and read it. Like.
2: Yeah, you get that original inflection. I mean, that's the best case scenario. I don't mind subtitles when I have time to look at the screen. I remember, yeah, man, I remember uh, the 80s. You're you reminding me of like when I used to go to these like... Real small comic conventions in Dallas, the Dallas Fantasy Fair. It'd just be like the, the like some hotel ballroom, but they'd have their little panels. Nothing like what you see now, but you know it'd just be like a small little meeting room, and they would just call it Japanimation. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't even really like people were. I was curious too, but people were just like so hungry for it that it, it almost didn't even matter what they were showing because they wouldn't even sometimes list what what they were showing its just whatever they could get i guess yeah. but it, you just do yeah. it was japan animation so you would like show up um and like i was so fascinated with those manga digests i had a neighbor who showed it to me and i was like it looked like a phone book but it was full of comics and i just i couldn't believe how much comic there was i know um,
3: right you're like what? this is before like trades and shit was
2: popping yeah I mean, no, yeah there was not yeah you yeah exactly like you might have had like some of those prestige like uh Dark Knight Returns or something like that, but this was a whole nother level. And then, you know, it kinda there was that boom of manga and I was just kinda like not read that was like I was in college. I wasn't really reading comics at the time. So now I'm just backtracking and just checking out all the dope stuff I missed. Cause you're I know you're rich in And
6: you're missing I know you're rich in opportunities oh, oh, oh. Working in Ben and Jerry's, it was scary. My life vision was blurry. You got talent, why you here. I'm thinking, yeah. Plus, I am getting the belly. I remember mama screaming, "You ain't gonna be like your Uncle Terry." Uncle Terry on the corner selling rocks. He don't care what you tell him. He a Bad mother shut up. Riding in a brand new Lex when he pull up. He got a hood bitch from the block and I wanna. He pull up on her like, baby, give me sugar, mine. Man, I wish I could have have, would I wanna put her hurting on her. If I hit her with the water, she got me dreaming. When I get out of the hood,
1: Give
3: me something better. yo you can, have you read Pluto
2: yet not all the way through but yeah that's incredible
3: change my dude change my my thought process it was like this dude is doing everything that like and this is not even a slight that jeff johns was doing on dc <laughs> comics at the same time yeah but like way better
2: yeah
3: like he took the story from like the 60s that it was it was it astro boy yeah it's astro yeah, boy, yeah. the world's strongest robot arc it's like yeah it's like like three or four it's like three three four chapters maybe max I've seen different anime versions of it. It's mad simple, like yeah, it's it's Mega Man, like straight up. No,
2: like yeah, what he did with it is when you go back and read the source material, you're like, how did he piece this together from this?
3: He ties in like shit from like America in in the Iraq War and like weapons, like weapons of mass destruction not being found and like robots and like what is human, like Blade Runner shit. I'm like, yeah. I was, I was reading, I was like, yo, ain't. And, like, it was that moment. I was reading that, and I was rereading Akira, mm-hmm. and I was reading um Locus from Lucky Blood and, and Rockets. And oh, I was, wow. I was reading this all at the same time, and I was like, you know what? Watch him make the greatest comic book ever, no more.
4: Yeah. Alan
2: Moore
3: ain't, Alan Moore ain't the GOAT.
2: I was going to say, that has to be when Alan Moore fell off for you, if he hadn't already. That's when you realize. Yeah,
3: and I was like, all at the same time, I'm like,
2: yeah, man, like, Akira, nah,
3: man, he need to go because Akira's next level shit too. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. That's just that whole like, I mean, that whole mentality where you know, I, I when you say comics, make sure that you mean comics and not just like American direct market superhero comics because there's so much more going on, Scholastic, you know. Yeah. You got, you know, newspapers. They're kind of still in there, but they belong in the conversation. Yeah. There's so much to it. So, like, yeah, I mean, God, Love and Rockets, Akira, that's, yeah, that's the Mount Rushmore stuff right there.
3: Then I really started thinking, I was like, you know what? Is Watchmen better than Calvin and Hobbes? Really? (laughs) Like, really? Yeah. Like, you know, like Calvin and Hobbes, they make documentaries about Calvin and Hobbes. Like, that's how important (laughs) this shit is to, like, millions of people. Like, Yeah. I'm like, but then like the Peanuts movie came out recently. I was like, and then I started thinking about Peanuts. I'm like, yo,
4: yeah,
3: it's like a good fifteen twenty year period, Where Peanuts is like every yep. anxiety every person feels in life, and he's putting
4: in yeah, the
2: comic.
3: yeah. Like, exactly, yeah, like what's fucking with Peanuts though, <laughs>
2: like <laughs> <laughs> what's fucking with Peanuts, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Al Man, his his angst got nothing on uh, Charlie Brown. Nobody is does. yo. Yeah, man.
3: Fucking with with Charlie Brown and his like, that's... like everything sucks. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's that. That's like uh, that's like uh, the where the hip hop's at right now. Like everybody sees Snoopy and it's like happy party music, but then you really see what's going on. It's really these, Charlie their, their, Brown. Yeah, you know,
4: like everybody's
3: depressed. It's really Charlie Brown. Like everybody's really Charlie Brown. Even though they are thinking everybody's yeah
2: Snoopy
3: with the Joe Cool. It's just or nah. Snoopy fly the plane, being nah. an action hero. Like yeah,
2: yeah. Nah, that's what pulls you in. But then you get to those deeper levels, and you're like, damn. Sometimes they're hard to read. <laughs> I'm, glad it's only, I'm glad that was only four panels.
3: Yo, yeah. You like you read like the big collections. It's like yo.
4: Nah, man.
3: Damn. But it's like these points where you like when you really start thinking about comics, yeah, and you start reading a lot, and then you just learn. Like and people were like, "Oh, you and you hate." I'm like, I'm not hating. It's like I'm not dissing Alan Moore because like, yeah, yo, he got some joints,
4: like, right? Yeah, yeah.
3: And it's like even some joints I don't even agree with no more, like the killer Joke. Like I don't agree with,
4: yeah, yeah,
3: like the the the, the reasons. For... But I don't even think it's weird with the killer Joke because I think like. He wrote a story, and, like, he was breaking toys because he know motherfuckers were going to take this shit too serious.
4: Yeah, right.
3: <laughs> it's like, so it's just like, David Kiddler's joke is dope, but, like, yeah. I don't like the whole Batgirl thing.
4: But it right, fits yeah. the
3: character, but it's also is like, this really is a character for kids. And,
4: yeah.
3: And it's just like, we probably shouldn't slave over it and love it and keep it on a pedestal because I don't think he puts it on a pedestal.
2: He he hates it. I think that yeah, particular now, so this point. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he he pretty much is just dis, like distanced himself from it. I think his whole thing was like, let's think of it differently. Let's change the game and do dope work. And everybody just saw like, you know, Violin, trench violent, trench coats yeah. and violence and darkness, and they thought that was the move. And you can see him react against that with a lot of that. um, America's Best Comics, ABC. Yeah, ABC. I love that show. show hot too. Like, yeah, I mean, you talk about him deconstructing, but then he started reconstructing. Yeah. And, like, Tom Strong is just like, hmm, like, there's some there's some dark stuff in there, too. And Promethea, man, I got to reread it, but the for my first time through Promethea, that thing, like, blew my mind. Yeah, it's,
4: like,
3: yes. it's, it's a lot of layers, and I love League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Like,
2: yeah, yeah. So
3: it's like I like I, I ain't mad at him. It's just I'll get to the point. Was like, like yo, you want to call Watchmen goat? But I think he's probably written better stuff than that now.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like it might not even be his best.
3: Yeah, and like, cause there's, there's something to be said about Beef and Vendetta. Yeah, and
4: yeah. Even yeah.
3: like the fact that the movie kind of misses the point, right? But ends up making a new point.
2: Yeah, I actually thought as far as comic movies go, I I did enjoy that one.
4: Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. And then, like, it begot, like, this idea of the Anonymous thing.
4: Yeah.
3: (laughs) And then, like, it was weird because when you see him react to Anonymous and the way he was hating on the movie, it just kind of like. Ah, you didn't expect that movie to give this this outcome, did you, Alan Moore? Did you? Yeah. You didn't expect people to actually go out there and do some wild out shit like your character was, right? You? Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> was like, "Ha ha, it's different, but it's the same." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's funny when I think about those things, Is like those, like, but yeah, it's just this point in comics where I was like, "Yo, I can read some more." And there's so much new good comics coming out. It's just like, like, man, there ain't no. Yeah, Yeah, man, greatest of all time,
2: really. But I like you've really inspired me in my reading to just mix it up, because I think if you just you got to read comics to make comics. But I can tell if that's all you read, you know what I mean. So, you know, jump through eras, jump through continents. You know, read those art books, that fashion design. You know, read prose. I mean, I got to work on that myself, but like, just you know mix it up like just read it all and then reassemble it in your own work you know I'm just kind of that's the thing with the digital it's just you can get all this stuff now you can read everything you couldn't access like you know Mobius they gotta get some Mobius I think they are working on printing more of that but you know I, I, I got a hold of some of that stuff digitally a few years ago and that was like that'll open your third eye
3: damn right yeah, I,
2: yeah, But it's hard to get. Like I don't you can't hold it against people who don't know about because it, it's like it's too where would you get it? You go on it look at Amazon, look what people are selling those things for use. It's ridiculous.
3: Yeah, it's too hard to get. They make yeah, some of that's that's the problem with print. Sometimes it becomes too yeah. hard to get. And that's what I yeah. like. Like now I democratize that shit. Like Yeah.
4: I'm still
3: like like I'm still not the biggest fan of a comic allergy. Like yeah. I don't hate comicology but it's like now nah, that's too that's still too locked in. Like, oh, I hear. Like I need, I need, need something even freer, like like music and songs. Like I can get songs from anywhere and read it all the time. So, but
2: is it like a DRM thing for you, or what is it, or is it just too centered around a certain kind of comic?
3: I think, you-
2: I, I I think it, it at a point
3: it becomes kind of like a a digital version of Diamond. I feel you. And I think you might end up in the same <laughs> hole we are with Diamond. Oh, and I'm it, like, but it doesn't have to be because it's digital. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's weird that way. It's like,
4: yeah,
3: okay, like, I can only read this thing in this app through this format. But I like the fact that the independent comics, I can then go in and download a PDF or a CVR and I can read yeah. on anything. So there's certain things that changed over yeah. recently that I'm like, I I could go back to buying from you. Cause it was that first promo when Amazon bought them and it was just like, Oh, you can only do this, that and third. I'm like, nah, man. Uh, yeah. I ain't fucking with y'all.
2: I, I will. I don't know what it did. Um, in the big picture, but I know for me, my purchases have gone down now that I can't purchase in the app. Yeah. Cause there was like that impulse sort of buy. You'd be like, it's just right there. The comic shops in your pocket. Now I got to get on the browser. Um, but maybe to offset that, it's kind of cool that you can use your Amazon account because everybody's got one of those. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, comicology. I don't really. That sounds like a too too deep for me. But no, nah, you you actually already have an account to it, and you just don't know it. You can log in and start reading.
3: Yeah, I, I kind of want them to tie in other things. Like I hope they can tie in like if I buy a book, if I like if I buy a book on Amazon and join just automatically, I get the the comicology version and like. Like, because I paid y'all money.
2: Like, yeah, I, I'm kind of, I was, I, yeah, I'm surprised they don't do that, but that's, yes, that's where it needs to go, I think. And
3: I also think that not enough comics are exploiting the potential of, of the of of the digital space because there was a bunch of ideas I had that I never had the will or the time or the energy to execute in which, like, using GIFs... Yeah. Um, pacing that I have seen a lot of like newer, younger comic artists, special Tumblr, ex- execute that I'm happy with. It's like point where it's just like, yeah, I ain't come out with that beat or like yeah, I didn't make that song, but somebody else did. So I'm happy because it's yeah. out there that people can see it's possible. Right. But I still think there's other things because like when I read a magazine on my iPad because I subscribe to a bunch of magazines and the way they use like all that Adobe stuff. Yeah to so like how they change the story and like how you could read it and it feels like yo y'all got all these same tools because y'all are using the same software but how come none of y'all putting this shit together to make the liveest comics on earth yet right and yeah. it's just like and it's like there's always when like well you just go do it yourself because like yo i still have a day job and then like, <laughs> and i also don't have a team and i don't have an infrastructure a support system and like right and I can't pay nobody because I don't make enough bread for that. And I still feel some type of way about drawing right now, anyway. So it's just like a whole bunch of things. But it's just like, but the tools is like, the, I feel like DJ Khaled is like, yo, the keys is out there. Yeah, the key, yeah. You like, gotta. Don't you want to win more? <laughs>
2: like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. They don't. They don't want you to. They don't want you to draw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, I think that's what I was trying to articulate earlier. It's just like when you're looking at it on a screen, there's no difference between a comic and a movie, really. I mean, there is, and, I, and I'm definitely not caping for motion comics because I don't think that's the move. But the gift thing and just the way you tell a story, the way you format a page, it's like, think about the screen. And it's tricky because the screen ratios are always changing. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like you don't want to make your comic obsolete when the next generation of devices rolls in. But uh, I want to check out what's going on on Steela, yeah,
4: um, that
2: comic app. Yeah. Um, there's a uh, – yeah, that in looks dope. And it, I think it uses the, the vertical scrolling in a cool way. Um, yeah, yeah. There was this comic called Thunderpaw. I don't Damn, know much. I love you see? That comic. Yeah, like that one had like a mixture of GIFs and comics. And it was really like nothing I had ever seen or seen since. and uh, And it was just super dope looking just – yeah.
3: yeah, like that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, it uses it's, the the palette. Yes, and and which panels have motion very effectively, yeah. and I think that's what takes it different from like a motion comic. A motion comic is like you taking like artwork that was meant to be drawn, and you making stuff move around like bullshit right. ass cartoon yeah. <laughs> with like voices and shit. Versus like a GIF is a moving image, but it's also a static image, and it's like. It's internet culture. Like you have to understand the way you think on the internet. Like when I send a person a gif and a text message, no, I'm not sending them a video. I'm sending them a gif to show a certain type of like I'm reacting to this way. Like,
2: yo, that gift. The language of gifts is crazy right now. Oh
3: my god, I didn't. Gifts is amazing because gifts was almost something from like early internet that you thought died, and then like yeah. all of a sudden, exploded uh, yeah, I mean, back.
2: We're, I'm of that generation when you first say it. My first impulse is to think of like a GeoCities under construction page. Hell yeah! That's still yeah. my first impulse, but then I realized that was like that's the greatest comeback story. Who else had a comeback like gifts? <laughs> nobody,
3: nobody. Cause, fam, like I keep a library. That's like Khaled
2: finding Snapchat. Like mm-hmm. the the new technology just unlocked worlds of potential.
3: Like, what is life without gifts now?
2: I know, man. I mean, Are we doing know.
3: album reviews in GIFs,
2: movie reviews, show reviews. Like, re- re-
3: yeah, like somebody expects you to like say something. and Say I can write a paragraph, but this GIF of Don Draper says everything I need to say. It
2: says everything. It's easier, and it's like it's all about processing information, so your reader gets it. Uh uh-huh. They see the whole spectrum of emotions in Don, <laughs> in you know, yeah, in hungover Don Draper. It does everything sobbing.
3: that you that you need to do from like an illustration or a comic. Yeah. In the same way, it uses this because it plays with time.
4: Yeah.
3: It plays with like placing and pacing, especially when you place them effectively when what you're trying to communicate. And it's like, I think I like the fact that new comics, especially like a lot of comics I read on Tumblr and other things, from the, a lot of these younger independent artists are using that yeah. so well. Yeah. But there's like some other things that I think a lot of, that I haven't seen used altogether, like 1805 5 and the dynamic scrolling and like. Mm-hmm. pacing and dip, playing with layouts uh, like I would love to see somebody make a comic and then, like really take the time to finish it or get really far and then make different formats of it so like there's the iPad version there's the web version there's the phone version same yeah. story it still tells a story it may feel a little bit different depending on how you watch it
4: Yeah.
3: or how you read it I should say I and mean, then yeah. you get a print version, it's like, well, the print version doesn't have any of that cool moving shit, but it's still <laughs> effective.
2: Yo, even, like, when comicsology, and I'm still impressed by it, but when it first came out, that whole guided view technology, yeah, it was like, oh, how are you going to fit a whole page on your phone? Well, it gives it to you, like, panel by panel, or it moves, it's like a camera panning over it, and it gives you the information as you need it. Now, maybe you don't get the full impact of seeing, like, a double page spread all at once, but... Like I said, it's, it's, I'm not saying it's better, but it's different, and it really opened up some exciting, I think, opportunities for storytelling.
3: Yeah, it's. It, I think a lot of things. I think when people say like, "Oh, a double page spread needs to be a printed page," I'm like, at that point, I was reading so much manga, and those little digests are so small. Yeah. That when you look at a double page spread of those, and it's like, oh, that's smaller than an iPad screen.
4: Yeah. And
3: true. And, and it's like. Well, I got all the same impact to this, so I could read a double page spread on an iPad easy because yes. this yeah. this freaking little book version of Naruto I'm reading, I was able to capture it as fine. So I was like, Whatever, yeah. like alright. So like a lot of those hang ups I know people have or had, it's just like, you know, I moved past that shit in like
4: two thousand seven, two thousand six. Yeah. Uh, like Yeah.
3: Wait, well, it Can't be before 2007 because iPhone didn't come out. So, like around 2007 2008, I was already reading comics. I was like, yeah,
2: okay.
3: yeah. iPhone one, I was beast mode and like, yo. Yeah.
2: Hey, you were you were on Google Glass, if I recall.
3: Yeah, I still got my Google Glass. I got my Apple Watch. Like, I never oh. figured out how to make a, uh, I never figured out how to make a comic for Google Glass, even though I tried.
2: Like, make oh like like the, the, that you would read on Google Glass. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Wow. I was sticking that shit out.
2: Now, like yeah.
3: now, they got these things like Adobe got this new like XD, this new like UX design tool. Okay, I'm about to sit down and just, just make shit, and the motherfuckers never gonna see. You get that <laughs> shit out that people never gonna see. Like I don't even really care about putting my ideas. Out. I have this idea of making a, a romance comedy that works like Tinder. I have no idea how that works yet. Okay, i been thinking about that shit for a year. Like, how do you tell the to- the story to swipe and left
2: or right? You take times to cook, but yo, no, that I mean, you're onto something. Yeah, somebody go buy
3: me. I don't care no more.
2: Like, what do they call that? those? Um, ep- I'm gonna mispronounce it. Epistolary novels. It was like a novel, but you're just reading people writing letters back and forth. Yo,
3: I've never read
2: that. That's amazing. I never read them either, but I mean, I've <laughs> first of all, that concept <laughs> Some is amazing. Random things from high school English. Yo, somebody correct me on my pronunciation, but like, yeah. So I mean, what you're talking about is like fresh, but it's not without precedent. So it's like the te- technology changes. I don't know if people change quite that much so like what you're saying i hope you will pursue it and figure it out you got i mean yeah i mean i was talking with ted lange at a uh, My man. We we're talking about your your new gods and i'm like just change the name put it out yeah i gotta yeah i talk about it
3: like i recorded episode with him and his brother turner yeah I, like i kind of go into some of it like i would like i saved that to put out like shit april like april's gonna be like okay. all kind of people month like this oh, nice this okay. episode will come out my friend martes will come out yeah. And the Ted Turner one I'll probably put out pretty soon.
4: Okay. Yeah, nope. like,
3: it's funny because I have. There's things that I, I think about that. I could change the names. But, like, I thought out so perfectly to work within, like, that yeah. world of, like, those yeah. characters. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like if I change Orion into someone else, I don't know if it works as well because it's like. The entire idea came from me sitting down, reading all the fourth world through the collections, right, reading some of that Williamson and them John Byrne comics, reading all that Morrison shit, and taking the cartoons that I used to watch like super superpowers and yeah. the dark side Calibac was in it inside, <laughs> and like remembering like how like it was in the back of my head, and then like the Superman cartoon that that the DC anime you had and they were just the way they use dark side with michael ironside's voice and just like the way that makes me think about dark side and then like reading the way kirby thought up the idea and like what dark side represents and then like and then like thinking about religion and like the way we use religion
4: yeah it's yeah like
3: yo this shit could be fire but like i could change it but it would have to be so they would have to be blatant utter rip-offs for it <laughs> to, to get the actual message out. And yeah. it's kind of just like, I just wish I had the cachet to just walk up and just like, yo, know, just let me have like an Elseworlds Vertigo new guys comment for like 36 months yeah. and then yeah. you never hear from me again. Like, yeah. <laughs> it would be fire. Like, but... And, I, mean, I mean, it's I not like I'm a sausage in a negotiation. It's like, <laughs> yo, I just want to get that shot. I want that. I want to have like one of those like those puffy conversations that you had with like Arista to get bad
4: boy, it's like, yeah.
3: just let me have this, just yo, just let me have this,
4: just yeah, me yeah. some money,
3: right, you can make all the movies from it, just give me my little producer credit, little check, yo it's gonna be lit, <laughs>
2: like, but, yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: but comics don't work that way,,
2: not that i I can't tell how comics work, I'm still trying to figure that out, but I yeah, I think you're right, yeah,, man tough right? not to crack.
3: Eventually, though, but like these yeah. sort of ideas I have. Is like they're like I could I could do other things with that I could that I could play with, and I might try to start think about getting into like just writing, and then like
4: yeah,
3: team up with people to draw it because writing and drawing, you know drawing is that sucks a lot out of you sometimes.
2: Like yeah, no, absolutely. I mean that's I mean I, I I'm good enough to get my ideas out. Um, but like, if I if I had any kind of budget, I would probably pay someone else. But it's like I would I don't want to insult anybody but myself yeah. with my rate right now. So yeah. it's like I mean I enjoy it. I'm like just stubborn enough that I want to get better at it. But uh, I kind of feel like writing could be something I want to pursue more seriously. But you never know. Again, it's like you just kind of go with it and see what comes your way. But. Yeah yeah man it's tough but yeah the time the time uh, people appreciate how much time goes into these comics you know it's pretty wild it's an, as far as how crazy. quick how much time you spend on it versus how long it takes to read
3: I know right I think, <laughs> I think that's why I kind of like oh I fell into like some other things like some yeah. manga and stuff cause it's like it's every week and I'm building the story I know they're like killing themselves over in Japan to make these cooks or I've really oh, yeah. gotten the um tokusatsu so i really got into like super sentai like okay so like for people who don't know that's like what they used to make power rangers the japanese power rangers yeah and like common rider and like like i know my friend ulysses he's doing like he's playing with a lot of that stuff too uh-huh. and, but it's just like i like i'm taking it on like a level that i don't know a lot of people are like i'm literally watching like every series
4: yeah and i'm like
3: learning all the tropes and the ideas, like I'm yeah. immersing myself in like, okay, monster, young heroes, cities attack, protected. But then it's like, oh, this season's kind of about friendship, and mm-hmm. and these are the lessons they're trying to teach these children because these things are also made for like five year olds, like three to five year olds. So it's just like, right. And then like, oh like, Kamen is made for like seven year olds, so it's like a little bit more serious. Uh-huh. And then you like, I get into it. And I, I was really sitting. There, I was like hmm ha huh. ah I get it and it's just like and it's a, to me that's more fun because I feel like I got to a point with superheroes and murder superheroes it's like I know what these all mean now I want that
6: treasure
1: yeah bitch I'm here to take that crown make you move it up and down pull up, pull up the tangerine dreams step up Like,
2: yeah, and I've it's, read enough of them. And the analysis is out there if you want to seek it out, but yeah, I, I, there's not a lot of people who are breaking down the stuff you're talking about, and that's really exciting to see.
3: Yeah,
2: I mean, it, it's it's resonating because it's like I, I see that, and it makes me want to seek these things out and look at them deeper.
3: You know? Yeah, I think too because um, we're getting to this point where. The people making stuff, their childhood wasn't just comic books and superheroes. Right. Yeah. It was like Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers and Voltron yeah. and like Sailor Moon and Card Captain Sakura and Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon. So we're gonna and video games. So we're gonna get to this point where like the yeah. majority of the creators, their childhood focus of nostalgia is eighty percent. International Japanese stuff. Yeah, man. How is that going to affect like all the pop culture in America?
2: And that's all over, like Steven Universe. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah. And then it's just like you're looking at like I think about that a lot, and I'm like, okay, so what are the kids? What are they digesting today that they're going to bring to the table 20 years from now, and how are they going to flip it? And I think about with rap now. I'm like, okay, so you know. My first introduction to Kanye, to, it always goes back to him, would have been like, well, you know, not counting as a producer, like with the Dynasty album, but like college dropout. That's my definition of the classic Kanye. But like to other, some kid, their first introduction might have been 808s. Well, as we no, see this, the, it be us Drake. Exactly. So like autotune becomes just another part of the language. and And yeah, I mean, I see those when I was... When I was uh, in college, seeing the high school kids sitting in the, I was over on the comic book section, and I'd see all the teenagers sitting just like posted up in the in the manga section. Mm-hmm. These kids are like ag- adults now, and some of them are uh, they're making stuff, and they're taste makers and decision makers, and you see it in the work. I think that that manga influence. I mean, you can trace that back. That started pouring into the American comics, you know. 80s 90s even but yeah. now you see it in a whole new whole new way in a more casual way to where it's not like somebody's consciously saying oh, i want i want to bring this in it's just it's part of who they are so it just comes out a little more naturally i think
3: yeah i think it's like a different i think like in the 80s and the 90s it was people reading it It's like how do i get like adults almost like how yeah. can i incorporate this into my work Right and versus now it's like we're looking at, like at the grandkids of Akira Toriyama. We're looking like at the yeah. like, grandkids of Dragon Ball Z because like a lot of this shit, I think they got into. And when they were sitting on the floor of the borders, was like the Naruto's, the Bleaches, the yeah, same, the third, and all those guys grew up reading Dragon Ball.
4: Yeah,
3: and so like all of us kind of watched Dragon Ball Z as a cartoon, but like by that time, yeah, like, some of these cats like One Piece started in '97. Like, for a lot of people, wow. they didn't start, re- they didn't even start seeing Dragon Ball Z on TV here until sometimes. So like, it didn't come on Tsunami till like, 97. So. I had no idea. It was that, yeah. Yeah, yo, One Piece is dumb old. Like, <laughs> it's a dumb old. And
2: the fact I feel, That's so funny because I feel like I'm up on some fresh shit when I'm reading it. And that's hilarious. Because he's, for somehow he's. Like it's like I I feel like now now I feel like I've been driving around with my windows down bumping DMX. He's still making it though,
3: so it's just like
2: well yeah,
3: like it's amazing. Like Naruto ended, like it started before Naruto, and Naruto came, got super hot globally, kind of fell off a little bit and ended, and having like it's franchising out and like he's still just drawing One Piece, and and it's funny because we. Like we both we know stories we read stories we make stories you gotta tell when you get into the end of a story yeah my friend like I'm reading one piece every week and it's just like there ain't no end to this he (laughs) he still has the energy like I don't yeah this could be the longest manga epic ever and I don't shown it well he's shown it wise it's just like but it's still hot like it's yeah it's even better now like. Bruh, you got to be, like, in your, like, almost 50, but you still banging out hits. Like, right. he's like Jay-Z of, of, of Shonen. Wow. Like, just, he's consistent. He
2: just, just keeps regenerating. It just doesn't fall his, long, his, 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 his The character design is so inspiring.
3: I want to dress like some of those characters the way Yo, for real. The way they wear their jackets over their shoulders and just yes. so much, like. Yes, like, just like swagger, like yes, like, like damn, like he's like you know, like that dude can punch Superman in the face and just knock him the fuck out. That's how <laughs> much like cool he got. Like yeah, you know, like how do y'all do that? Like it's times when I read Bleach and it's just like, yeah. how do y'all make y'all characters just look so fucking cool? Like yeah, like yeah, cool. They dress cool. Like, yeah. they just, like,
4: yeah. fuck. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like yeah, Spider-Man is a nerd, because he never looks this cool. <laughs> exactly.
2: Like, They're all nerds. They're they cool. all nerds until you fuse what they were doing in the Shonen stuff.
3: Yeah, it's like, damn, like, let's get these dude to do some covers. Shit.
2: Right, you know, hey, th- there you go. You're giving out ideas again, but, yeah, you're right. You can't right. afford them, probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah. These guys are selling another, books That's a thing. whole other aspect when you look at the numbers.
3: Yeah, millions of copies a month. Like, you ain't. you ain't. That's you know, crazy to me. That's crazy. How are they doing that? Because, yo, they, you read One Piece, is fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's fire. Yeah, that's
4: just it. Yeah. The
3: proof is in the pudding. It's just like. Yeah. Yeah, like a, a tackle Titan, too violent for me, but. Okay. it's you know, an amazing. Yo, know, that's an amazing piece of work right there. You <laughs> see why it's hot. Like yeah like that got drama in it like oh like urasa when he puts out joints and they just like
4: oh yeah
3: ever like like green on the like ever green on the shelf it's just like you read his shit monster from like i think came out like 2004 or some shit
4: yeah
3: like that shit is about serial killers it's like there's tv shows and movies about serial killers that that ain't fucking with this like
4: yeah
3: like i don't even know how you draw suspense this good like it's amazing yeah and you know it's, why he's, doing, it, he's drawing like, that's how he could sell like 300 million copies of shit over his lifetime. Incredible. And 300 million.
2: I can't, <laughs> I don't, yo, I can't wrap my head around it. But good for them. That's amazing.
3: It's a, it's, it's a, like, you can't even, yeah. That's the point. When I started researching and started reading into it, I was like, like,
2: was like and that's yeah, why I say, like, when you say comics, you really need to make sure that you're including everything, because, like, what might seem like the biggest thing In to London. you isn't necessarily like the the hottest thing, you know. A lot of it's just like the way it's presented, or just sort of our own cultural biases, the way we see things. But man,
3: and I'm not even up on the Europe shit. I know they probably be selling yeah. crazy good units too. Yeah, because they put out one joint a year. <laughs> they were
2: like, bong. Like, oh, you, you eat like yeah. that?
3: Like. Oh, okay. Like you must be selling books. <laughs>
2: yeah, that'd be interesting. I'm gonna look into that too. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. Mm. yeah well, I don't even know. Yeah, like I, I bought these. Um, I was at a, I was in little Tokyo. I found this box of like water damaged magazines. This magazine called Pulp. Oh, I
3: heard of that. I've seen one of those before.
2: Yeah, it's 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 not around anymore. And like, I mean, this stuff was like from 1995, but they were selling them for a quarter a piece. So I just bought the box got gold. And uh, took it home and like it's like mad old but like I have no context for it, so it's super fresh to me. So I've been I've been pouring through those. Learning about you know, learning some new artists. So you know, the stories are a little it's it's, it's anthology, so it's not all wonderful, but it's I got my quarters worth. Yep, like yeah,
3: like Yeah. Like a Jump cost me like forty five cents a week.
2: Yo, that is a. That, I'm gonna sound like I'm sound like they're sponsoring your podcast, but I'm like I that's know, big, that is a crazy bargain. That is unbelievable.
3: It's the shit that I talk about the most because everybody not. talks about like, well, yeah. I'm reading this, that, and the third. Was like, you know what? I I subscribe to Weekly Show Jump. It costs me twenty six dollars a year. And like today's Monday, <laughs> I'm gonna go later. I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna download a new issue, uh-huh. and I'm gonna read it because it's gonna be fire.
2: Are you reading cover to cover? Because it just seems like it's almost too much. There's like one story I don't read. Everything okay. else I read. But you, it'll take you, you week. Shots fired. Who are you not reading?
3: <laughs> it's just one like romance comic that's in it well, and I just don't like. It's called like Indessa Koki Indessa or something like that. Like I don't I don't like it. Like I tried it, like I gave it like – I gave it a month, which is like four chapters.
2: That's generous. So yeah. that's basically – but everything else, you're like... 100
3: pages. I gave it 100 pages.
2: Yeah. And I was like, the same for me. Okay. So it's Shonen Jump, but it's not necessarily all Shonen Formula fighting. There's other different twists.
3: Weekly, The weekly American Shonen Jump, they take some other things to be a little bit more diverse than the
2: actual okay. I got
3: Japanese you. one, because the weekly... Because they took some, they take some stories from, like, the monthly series. They put some stuff in there that, like, could round out some of the more popular titles overall... Mm -hmm. versus what they come out all the time in Japan because they got to sometimes decide like maybe this might not pop over here because I think some of the comedy stuff they might not like like it might not translate it's up to them but for $26 a year I'm really not complaining because I'm like well I got my one piece right I got my bleaches ending and then I got like this joint called World Trigger that's amazing they got this book called My Hero Academia <laughs> that is clearly <laughs> referencing American superhero comics cause they'll do cover pages that are like American style superhero comics covers and yeah. it's about like a, a superhero's high school.
4: and okay. it's just like, That's a, yeah,
3: I'm like, oh, we got to the point now that y'all put out so many movies <laughs> that they're gonna start doing yeah. your shit better than you,
2: yeah. Like, I'll well, yeah, so- I mean, it's it's beautiful because, like, I mean, if you think about what uh, Tezuka, I think, has been very open about like mickey mouse and disney being such an yeah. influence so it's the cycle you know
3: yeah it's the artistic cycle is it's, it's beautiful yeah. to watch but it's just also it's like you watch your heels people over here diversify okay. <laughs> the influence and in, in what you take it in because clearly they're taking in the stuff they do and then they go see these movies yeah. that cost a quarter yeah. of a billion dollars to make and they were like yeah this was fun <laughs> we can we can we can do stuff like this already and we can do it you can do it this way and it's just yeah. like yeah. so much drama oh yeah. show your fights are so amazing like oh One Punch God. Man like One Punch yeah. Man is amazing it's a webcomic yeah. it's a webcomic and it become it just It's yeah that's the it best comic in the world
2: to me. yeah yeah man that whole premise cracks me up
3: it's one punch man he just wants to he just wants to fight somebody that's longer than one punch <laughs> He wants to go to the grocery store on saturdays because that's the deal day like <laughs> it's like all the stuff it's like all the stuff i would want to do with like american superheroes yeah i was talking with my friend ron i'm like one punch man is what modern superman should have been like 15 years ago mm-hmm. like it's it's like the 60s superhero comic because it's like he's a yeah. fight monsters but like some of his goal is like, I gotta go to the grocery store, Genos. Right, yeah. Yo, Crab Legs is on sale. Yeah.
4: <laughs> like,
3: like there should be super bad comics where it's like, yo, Red Robin has the special burger and <laughs> endless fries. Lois,
2: yeah.
3: I gotta go. Jimmy's waiting. And, yeah. But they're not making that comic. They're never gonna make nah, comic.
2: man. You know, yeah, yeah. I feel you. I gotta, the house style's I'm at, at the moment, I am feeling very stifled by them, so I have I'm, I'm putting that stuff on the back burner. When I'm ready for it again, you know, American comics have their formulas, and when I'm ready for it, I'm sure I'll enjoy reading it again. But yeah,
3: it's like what a time to be alive should be like. That should be the Super Sons comic. What a town to <laughs> be alive should be the Super Sons comic. But
2: yeah. it's not going to happen. No, it's not happen. It takes these, it takes it takes them a while to react. Yes, maybe in, when when we're off that and on something else in six years,
3: <laughs> that's what I feel. That's what feels going to happen. We're going to see all this shit. Like, I think I yeah. remember something that I was with somebody was reading. It's like, Julian. That sounds like something you told me about like four years ago. I was like, Yeah, I know.
2: Yeah, that's the way things go. That's a, like that's a whole <laughs> other. Not to drag it back up, but like that's another reason to be mad. Like, how are you going to bite us six years later? Like, how are you unoriginal and slow? Yo. Like, come on. Be, you know, we're, like, we're already off that and on other things.
3: Like, my portfolio wasn't that bad, yo. When I dropped it in your little box in San
2: Diego, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> was that, yo, was that the year that we met? Because I was trying to do those portfolio reviews, and that was like it was like a lottery system, I didn't realize. Because I got there at like 5 a.m., and it didn't matter because they just put my name in a Ziploc bag. And shook it up. Yeah. The, um, I never got called. I just spent the whole day in that room. The um, That was terrible.
3: The Marvel system is weird because I don't get how it works. The DC system may, makes, I don't know if they still do it, where you drop it in the, you go to the little special session. I heard and, about that. And you, you fill out the form, you drop it in the thing, and you check back the next day. And you go at a certain time. I've got to the point where I had the little, like, the talk and the interview. Okay. It was actually with Mark Doyle. Hey. Nice guy. Yeah. I met him previous times back when my friend Ron was working in Vertigo.
4: Yeah.
3: Always been cool. I know he works with my friend Jared Fletcher, was a writer, at a lot of comic books. I'm not a writer, but a, a letterer. Uh-huh. Um, So, yeah, like, their system makes sense. That little thing in San Diego where you, like, sit down and you put your name on a list and you <laughs> work with different companies, that makes sense. Like, I've done that. It's all good. Yeah. So, I know my stuff isn't completely, utterly terrible. So,
4: Stop, man. um,
3: <laughs> yeah, it's just weird. It's just like, okay, it is what it is. Comics is comics is whatever. I want to make something new. I yeah. want to get back in the ants and, and yes, decide please. if I, if I want to end it or not. Because I no. thought about how I would end it if I decided yeah. to end it.
2: Oh, yeah.
3: And. I don't know if I want to sit out and do that yet. So I had to figure it out. Like, yo, the world's been too hard sometimes to do funny shit about the world right now. Like, too many, like, Trump is too crazy. People die too much. It's
2: like. Yeah, man. Yeah. I feel you. That that weighs heavy on my mind when I'm doing, like, mad pitches. I kind of just kind of. I did a few Trump jokes early on, maybe even before he ran, just because he's always been in the culture. But I had, like, a page full of Trump jokes and I just deleted them. I was like, I don't even want to. I just feel like, you know, like attention is currency. Like, that's why you pay it. And I was just like, I don't even want to, like, I don't want to put anything in his account anymore. (laughs) At the same time, you can't ignore it. You know, you you don't want to just ignore problems and not stand up and speak against them. But, like, there's, I got to a point where I just was like, I can't even, I can't even mess with them on that level. It's, it's got a little too, too out of hand. That could be really, yeah, that when you're doing humor and the world gets crazier than something you could make up. Yeah. it it's challenging. It gets when weird. Hamburger Helper is dropping mixtapes I know, man, be something, <laughs> you know, like, like,
4: something I can't pull it back. I'll... Like what? Yeah. watch the yeah.
2: stove. I was like Like I, maybe we're in the comic because that's crazy.
3: Maybe, maybe. Watch the
2: stove. Watch the stove. Watch the stove, watch the stove is a thing. Yeah.
3: The Life of Pablo is a s is a software as a service album. What a time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> She's Creative Cloud for rap albums. What the fuck? I might have to make some new strips up.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's yeah.
3: Please do, man. Are you going to any cons this year? I know you. Did you went to WonderCon?
2: I'm back from WonderCon. That was really cool. I'll be at San Diego uh, Comic Con in July. Uh, We're usually in small press. We're usually right across the aisle from Peanuts. Shout out to Peanuts. Word We've been there word. for the past few years. Um, that's always fun. I don't really do a lot of shows. I mean, it's hard with my schedule and everything to travel.
4: Yeah.
2: I mean, thankfully, I live in an area where, like, you can go to a few local ones. Um, but yeah. I'm out of oops, I got to reprint everything. Oh, shit. Good <laughs> life. Good life is gone. Oh, a baby. It's like, oh, did I make enough to reprint? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a math major. So... Let me see. But I'll I'll have some books there, and uh,
3: we'll have Scarface there.
2: What's that? You doing any signings? Yeah, I think I'm going to be – I think we're going to try and get some advanced copies in a couple weeks for Hypno Comics in Ventura, I think, on April 16th. Um, if we get the books on time, I haven't heard back yet. And then uh, there should be quite a few local signings coming up. I'll post those on Twitter and such. I'll let you know. Awesome. I got. I got to get out to the East Coast, man. You do.
3: You got to come out to the. You got to come out to the East Coast. Yeah. You got to come out to at least one of these shows. I'm doing, I
2: know. Uh, yeah, it'd be like a whole different scene.
3: Me and Sean are doing Heroes Con that one yes. in North Carolina. Oh, nice. My um. I know the homie Rico Renzi helps a plan that.
2: I hear really good things about that show Me
3: too, which is why I was like, when I come back out of re- my my little retirement, my sabbatical from cons, <laughs> I'm gonna go. Sean help me. Sean help me do that because he was like, I want. I need to do some shows. I've never really done it.
2: Yeah.
3: You know, big out my man Sean Cosley. So we're going to. Yeah. <laughs> going to go to some conventions. Nice. I think you would like uh, Small Press Expo too, even though it's a pain in the ass to get a table in. But um, I think you would like, like, just go on the show and seeing like all the work because.
4: Yeah.
3: It's it's a good show. Clearly, it's it's the new um, the new like Nickelodeon Cartoon Network farm I've heard, yeah I've heard
2: yeah I've heard they're lurking <laughs> yeah they
3: out there they Nickelodeon out. had a table they had a table fam
2: I mean that's cool that they're out that open cause like when you go to San Diego you can tell there's like a certain look that these industry people have in their eyes but they won't always tell you where they're from mm-hmm. you know it's kind of funny but uh I like that they're doing it more open
3: yeah man just, just keep it
2: just coming. come out with it Be, yeah
3: that's cool yeah, man. So how can people follow you on Twitter?
2: Oh, um, Kenny Kyle, K-E-I-L. I'm on Twitter. Uh, that's my main thing. I'm on Tumblr, but I, don't, I still don't know how to use it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so what about the gram now? Are you on the Instagram?
2: I'm on the gram. Also Kenny Kyle on there. Uh, I Yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Word. Uh, that's that's you can find everything else
3: through that. Word. All right, man. It was it was a an awesome awesome pleasure. We got to do this again though.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, talking to you, having you on the show, we gotta we gotta get a real team up. I just need to come out to L.A. though. By the way, because yes, my man Ted out there, Turner out there, there's people out there. I ain't never been to L.A. Yeah. I I I've... got Roscoe's my clothes now. I ain't have a goddamn. <laughs> Chicken and waffle from them. Snoop's gonna save
2: it. Yo, I, so he, he, it, man, I think they're restructuring. They got some lawsuits. Fam, I think I, they're like they're bankrupt. Like 50 Cent is bankrupt.
3: Okay. Okay.
2: I think hey. it's that situation, but we do have to appreciate these things while they're here. I, I, I So come on.
3: I gotta get that. I gotta go to In and Out. I ain't been In and Out in like three I, four years.
2: Leave the, oh my god. Okay.
3: It's a, it's a it's a move. I ain't never seen L A. They got so many songs about L A.
2: Yeah man, it's a trip When you're out here It's like it, with Growing up listening to rap And then moving out here You're just like It's like Google Maps
4: <laughs>
2: Like I know this street
3: They, like, they gave me the path Somebody did yeah. a about that Like if you listen to like The right West Coast rap It's yeah. like a treasure map To like a, a <laughs> secret A secret weed based treasure From a cartel or something Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah
3: Oh shit so, this The secret Rick Ross The real Rick Ross treasure he buried like half a million dollars in this place <laughs> so all these rap these rap lyrics
4: yeah
2: that's oh. a that's uh, okay <laughs> yeah that's an idea <laughs> that'll be the mini comic of when you of your journey out here okay. <laughs> like national treasure word that'd be awesome. all right yo i had yeah. yo i had a blast thank you so much i'm 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 a fan of you and your show and i'm, I'm honored fun. to uh be on it finally
3: awesome awesome oh any any suggestions for the songs i'm gonna put into this
2: oh man um what is good right now i like do you you always do really excellent i i just i'm I'm hot on that domo genesis that like just came out
3: i did not get a chance to listen to it yet i saw it popped up i was like oh i gotta get that
2: really nice vibes um yo have you listened to little yachty no. <laughs> no. I don't know how I don't know which one, this you can go either way on this. I'm actually really loving the vibes of it. It's very much in that like post autotune era. He's this kid out of Atlanta. It's called Lil Yachty Lil Boat. It starts it, just put it this way, it opens up with a with a sample from uh Finding Nemo. Oh goodness. And only gets more magical from there.
3: Oh, speaking of that, like, have you heard the new "I Love McConaughey"? No.
2: Marvel
3: Water six. No. Fire. Okay. Oh, okay. It. I was okay, like, yeah. ooh, he got this song called "Solo." I'm just, yeah. I be in the grocery store pushing the cart. <laughs> I'm pushing the cart. He like, oh man, McConaughey. He still out there. He got skinny. He still yeah. out there killing it.
4: Yeah.
3: And there's some. There's a lot of new like rappers in DC that's doing some good stuff. There's this one called Gold Link who got a lot of good songs.
4: Oh, I love. Yeah, I love Gold Link. Yeah, yeah I
3: didn't know he was from DC to, like. When I like they say album music playing random shit all the time and uh...
2: that dance with me like oh my god oh, and there's yeah. some amazing tracks and but yeah this dude Chaz
3: French he's good like okay that's like, new to shit, me like damn like, people putting out work like see this is this is where I get trapped into when people debating like rebirth and Civil War two <laughs> I'm like yo you know there's new rap music out here there's new R and B music okay, so yeah man so much more fire going on.
2: Yeah, man, it's it's a pretty amazing time. I like that Anderson Pack a lot. Oh, without I really
3: sat down and listened to it. A lot of people was like, Yo, you need to listen to Anderson Pack. I was like, I know he's dope, but I ain't not have the time, but when I sat down and listened to Malibu, I was like
4: Yeah
3: That and the um the B J the Chicago Kids album Yeah like, Man, people were like Like really yeah. Really, like whoa, like yeah, like R B's on the on a real serious comeback like
2: Serious? Yeah, I, yo, yeah, like art, like as much as we talk about rap in a good place, like I'm really excited about R&B right now too. Like I finally just got around to listening to the new Miguel. Mm. We were waiting, we were sitting around waiting on Frank Ocean and ignored. We were we were like listening to a hypothetical Frank Ocean album and ignored the actual Miguel album.
3: Miguel the album is fire. And... It's
2: so dope. It's such a, like and it's such a dope like LA album. Like I listen to it when I'm running through the valley, and it's like I can't tell if the sirens on his song are like real. I'm like looking around. It just it just it just fits the setting so well. Yeah, and, man. This
3: is There's an energy coming out of L. A. Right now in terms of the music. And
2: I'm yes, like, Kendrick, I'm of course. Like, yeah. I'm, Untitled Unmastered. I'm still kind of. It was like a small thing, but you know he's he's dense. So like you, I'm still digesting that. Yeah,
3: I'm waiting for I'm waiting for my man, the Schoolboy. I need Schoolboy to come uh-huh.
4: out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's due.
3: I love, I love him, and it's just, even before that, like, when I was listening to, like, Pac-Diz and, yeah, like, were our future first pop at Casey Veggies, and, like, yeah. so it's been a weird, yeah. it's been a nice trend, and now you got all the R&B singers coming out, and it's just like, yeah. yo, like, LA got some some good energy out there. It feels
2: good, it feels good right now, because it wasn't like that for a while, and, uh, it's cool, like, yeah, you got, like, Kendrick sort of, like, you know, very much carrying the torch for Compton, and, like, He's not, he's not 90s gangster rap, but you can tell that's in his backstory, his DNA. And mm-hmm. then Anderson yeah. Pack is like, Malibu is just such a crowd pleaser. Like, I've put people onto it, and it's like they've put people onto it. And it's just like there's something for everybody on it, and there's sort of like these... It's like beach music. Yes. <laughs> when, he dro- when he dropped it, I'm kind of mad because it made me want to go to Malibu, but it was like 50 degrees in Malibu when he dropped it. But yeah. now it's up and I'm like, okay, it's, I'm ready.
3: It's about to be beach day with the family, with Malibu
2: playing exactly. in the Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we already did it. We already did it. Yeah. We did it last Saturday.
4: <laughs> oh,
2: so, the L.A. life.
4: Exactly.
2: Yeah, man. So, but do your thing because I always learn a lot. I'm still listening to your end-of-the-year list. Like, you no, know, it's you you guys there's a couple things that flew under my radar.
3: Yeah, this stuff Sean catches that I'm not always up on, so this we on Skype every day, so it's kinda oh, like, yo, oh. did you get this It so, is this like little like Spotify messages back and forth <laughs> like
2: yo. <laughs> yo, you need a team. It just comes like it comes out too much faster than you can listen to it. So you need to have
4: yeah,
2: yeah. a squad. The squad to yes. get on the music. Squad. I'm gonna read Food Wars and I'm gonna listen to Chaz French. Thanks, man. Am I'll watch One Punch Man. Yes.
3: Yo, congrats on the book. Hey, thank you so much. Yo, thanks for coming on the show.
2: Thank you for having me.
3: You know, continue doing well out in L.A. and your family and and K4 being a beast as I only (laughs) know him through pictures. (laughs) But he seems like he's like the little man. He is. Yeah. He's amazing. All right, man. I'm going to let you go man. Enjoy the rest of your your, your afternoon, because it's just about to be
2: yeah.
4: afternoon
3: out there in good old L.A.
2: Yep, I'm going to go work now, but this is fun, man. Enjoy yeah. your day. Oh. Yeah, Enjoy your
5: day man. Man. Nice. You feel the pressure, man, I know the pressure. And my wife, he is a spice like I'm David Beckham. A lot of pent-up aggression coming out of my section. OVO on me while y'all niggas was playing dress-up. And I know who gonna take the fall with me. They right here on call with me, they all with me You can throw curveballs, but I got the glove fitted They been saying it's love, but it isn't love, is it? Toast to the days when they wasn't out to get me I worked at JD's connections whenever Jason let me C-Says, I was buying fittings every day Kitty's caravan are trying not to catch it straight I dropped out right before I graduate Six credits left, my mama had a saddest day It's only up from here, I promise you just gotta wait And she took my word for it, that's all I had to say Lately I just feel so out of character The paranoia can start to turn into arrogance Thoughts too deep to go work them out with a therapist I get a blank page when I try to draw a comparison I'm getting straight to the point with it Need y'all to know that I never needed none of y'all niggas Fuck being all buddy-buddy with the opposition It's like the front of the plane, nigga, it's all business But I haven't flown with y'all boys in a minute